The Joe Rogan Experience. Train my day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Shaka, 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 bang, son. We back, we live. We with Joe Diaz. Joey gave me a, a, a pot candy, and I got high holding it in my hand. Okay? I held that's it in the, my hand, and, and I got nervous. That's the low end one. <laughs> that's the, they, they, these people have broken up into hybrid, sativa, and indica, and that is, uh, even Renazizi was saying, he likes the Chiba shoes, but he likes the full boat one, the white label. Really? Renazizi goes deep. Death. Renazizi's out there on Long Island going deep. There. I've had them with coffee in the morning before a flight, and they fucking pick me up. I don't drink <laughs> energy drinks because I did blow, but these things fucking pick me right up, so wow. they're not bad. This is the I gave you the pain relief one, too. Okay. These guys are going deep. If these, you um, if you do uh, an energy drink, it makes you want to do blow? No, no, no. I did blow for all those years, so they don't work. Oh, that's I drink fucking Red Bull and go to sleep. I drink coffee and go to sleep, to be honest with you. Take could do that, I too. I could drink a cup of coffee. I used to right be able to do that when I had sleep apnea. Yeah, I used to be able to just... I could fucking just hit the crib right after a cup of coffee. Yeah. It's amazing. That most people, oh, my God. I need a Starbucks. I could drink two things of Starbucks and fucking pass out. Get the fuck out of here. Cuban coffee fucks me up. That, uh, not Persian coffee, is that what it is? Yeah. Greek coffee. There's some coffee that's fucking out there. That the uh, the caffeine is just outrageous. Greek or one of those countries. Persian. A lot of those coffees that people think are like really strong. It's like the taste of it. It's not necessarily the caffeine. Like you know, like espresso. Everybody assumes espresso is like stronger than a cup right. of coffee. Not really. No, it's actually weaker. It has less. The lighter coffees are the ones with the more caffeine. Like a dark, dark coffee. Apparently, a dark coffee doesn't have as much caffeine as like a lighter coffee. Oftentimes. Like when you mo- you burn them more, I guess, to make it dark. Maybe does that make sense? You I roast it longer. What am I talking about over here? But I, the first time I ever had Cuban coffee, I'm like, oh, this is like everything else Cubans do. It's crazy. You take coffee, you put a half a pound of sugar in it. Yeah, they, from the start, <laughs> they mix it in there. It is with a fucking so wrench. sweet. Oh. I couldn't believe how sweet it is. We were working in Miami at the Improv, and Joey's like, you got to try the Cuban coffee, dog. Fuck all that Starbucks shit. That's for girls. Get Starbucks, <laughs> have you been to Miami International Airport and see that Starbucks is always empty? That's funny. It can't compete because it's a quarter. It's 35 cents for a shot. I know, 35 cents for a shot. thirty-five at the airport. You and know. if they give you the sugar mixed into it, you don't even feel guilty for putting that much sugar in it. No, no, no. You, you know, you're like, like, hey, this know. is I what I asked for. Know. It's like a dessert. I didn't know. It's a dessert. And this is a little pick-me-up. But people think there's more than there is, apparently. This What's is the highest caffeine thing you could do? Venti it... Starbucks. I mean, you can get more. No, no, but pills. I'm talking about like and Mountain live? Dew. Yeah, Mountain oh, Dew. I think, no, I don't there's think so. There's a new Mountain Dew that they put a bunch of caffeine in a, a while ago. Maybe they took it off the market <laughs> by now. That's the one that made me go to Cedar Cyanide for having a <laughs> panic attack. Come on. Yeah, it was that exact same drink. Mountain Dew made you go to the hospital? That, that was the one where I pulled over on the side of the road, and they, 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 they like the, I, I sat on the uh, curb with my phone out. With I had 9-1, and I had one about to push enter uh, just because I, I felt like I was having a heart attack. And what do you feel, Brian? It just felt like your heart's going... Like, Can like, you breathe, though? But weren't like you high, too? No, I wasn't high. You weren't high I, at all. I, I d- had... Not eaten that day, oh. but but I had one of those to wake me up. Just and, one? Yeah, but it was a big ass. One. I mean, this, this was like <laughs> a like a humongous, like a big uh, goal, like a, like a size of a C two O, like that oh, kind okay. of thing. So like, what is that? Like eighteen ounces? Yeah, What's and then uh, I would say it's like sixteen to eighteen. Yeah, yeah. 
but but they they checked me. The ambulance checked me. Like, dude, your heart's going crazy. We need to get you inside. And then they like put uh, whatever that water in your blood is because they said I was dehydrated. And oh, stuff. they gave you like an IV trip. Yeah, and they they gave me an IV trip. But it cost me like three thousand dollars for this fucking Mountain Dew. That's Shit. incredible. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how much it costs like for an ambulance to come and just look oh, at you and touch you? Ambulance alone was $900. Yeah, don't sign the paperwork at the hmm. end. Tell them, run out of what there. What is like that? Um, so when they charge you 900 bucks, okay, mm -hmm. um, is it for their time? Is it It's for... the service. It's like the most expensive limo in the world, man. If I was rich, I'd be just using ambulances because you can go through lights. <laughs> what, just say you have a heart attack? Yeah. Say, I'm just kidding. No, Take no. To the Seriously, Genius. that's a good Fucking company. Brilliant good bastard. Company. <laughs> Yeah, you're brilliant. A, a you know what? That's like a felony. Huh? No. It's a felony for no, calling an ambulance. No, if you have an ambulance company and you go through all the right paperwork and you're like, you know, I need to be picked up. Dude, if this wasn't a comedy podcast, <laughs> just because what you say, you'd probably go to jail. <laughs> Under the Patriot Act. If you, this was like a crazy that is brilliant. right wing. That is oh, brilliant. So brilliant. Some we should fucking all do guy it. in Long Island right Seems now like was great going, idea. I'm going to open up an ambulance company hey. and tell people I'm going to run through red light. <laughs> Doug, trust me. That's brilliant. And they'll do it till they get fucking pulled over one uh, night. Go, What's going on here? And the person. I'm having a heart attack again. No, no. I thought if I had the lights, I could run through red lights. Well, no. And if, if you get pulled over, you're just in the back seat and go, all right, say that you're having a panic attack and we'll just take you to the hospital. Well, there was. A, a guy when uh, I lived in uh, Newton, Massachusetts, there was a, a guy who, where, which by the way, I went back to recently and I couldn't believe how small it was. It was really weird. It's weird when you go back home and then you realize how small everything was. On, you don't know what happened. Especially like Boston area. Like it was all, those, those like little towns were separated by these little two lane roads. It's really weird. It's really weird to go back to it. Um, I don't forgot what we were talking about. No, you about. went back home and you, uh, the Newton, I don't fucking know either. <laughs> what what, what, would you, what did you say just before that? About the ambulance. The ambulance. Oh, ambulance. the guy was that sort of. Sorry, sorry, folks. A guy um, was using the ambulance like he wasn't going to an emergency. He was just using it because he wanted to get home or whatever. He wanted to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He wanted to go through this light, and he slammed in this woman and killed her. And it was it was bad. You know, it was, it was. I mean, they wanted him dead. I remember this. Like people were were fucking really upset. That someone died because someone abused a public thing like that. That you know, people, you know, people expect that if an ambulance is coming through, it's risking safety because it's trying to save a life. And this dick was just driving around. And thought it was cute to run red lights. Like, so check this out. Woo, woo, woo. You know, and slammed into somebody. I always pull over. I see people today. A cop went, but three cop cars went by me. Me and maybe two other people pulled over. That lady, they don't fucking pull over. Mm. They don't fucking pull over. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's scary. I'm yeah, people are dickish, man. They, dickish they like, like to that. wait for other people to pull Fuck over so you, they can man. pull over and follow the ambulance yeah, and like cut no, a path no. through. I've seen they, people do that. They don't do it at all out here. I mean, Ohio, everybody, everybody the whole pulls fucking over. highway will pull I just over. saw it today, and I'm like, this is fucking rude. California has some of the worst driving manners I've ever, ever experienced ever, in my life. Ever, 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 It's so rare, first of all, that anybody ever gets out of the fast lane. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing when you watch someone in the fast lane and you watch someone pull up behind them and you see them just sit there and then the other person has to go around like they look and they know and they know they're going slow. They're going 60. Get out of the lane. They don't want to get out of the lane. It's my fucking lane. It's my car. It's my name. In the East Coast, you're dealing with these little two lane roads. 
Two, two lanes on each side. So everybody who's going slow goes to the fucking right. You don't it's want to do 90, simple. move the fuck yeah, over. Yeah, it's that That's simple. It. It's okay. But California, it's like everything else. It's like such a wealth of lanes out here. There's so many fucking lanes on the highway. The people are like, well, just go in another lane. Why do I have to go fast? Why can I move over? Check this out. Have you seen this? Rethink, Rethink your, your drink. drink. This just how much sugar is in each... Uh, different kind of drink i think it is oh my god look at red bull holy fuck is that real or is that caffeine supposed to be caffeine that's sugar oh yeah. oh my god look how much sugar's in red bull (laughs) (laughs) that's insane the same as a small mountain dew though it is right oh my god that's not even a regular size mountain dew it looks like and you know what? Here's the other thing. It'd be better if it was actually sugar in there. Now, was there sugar in water? Is that what that's saying? Yeah, what is this saying about yeah, water? Yeah, sugar, sugar in fucking water, bottled what? water. Yeah. How is that possible? That's not true. Wow. That's zero. That shows zero, so right? That's Kool-Aid. No, it's oh, not I think water. That's just a refre- I think that's just a reflection. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's trying to get you to drink water, obviously. Yeah. No. Or even that little packet of Kool-Aid. That's ridiculous. That's the same amount as a little wait, chocolate milk. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar in our lives, folks. We're kind of hooked on that. Yeah, I'm trying not to drink coffee right now, and I've been drinking uh, this Trenta-sized passion fruit iced tea every day. It has no caffeine in it, but I don't get the sweetener in it, and I get Splenda. And that's just got to give you... Yeah, but it's got to give you brain cancer with that much Splenda, that, drinking that much Splenda. Stevia. Go with the Stevia. Stevia. Yeah, but Starbucks doesn't have Stevia for well, some reason. We got Why don't they have here? it? Take some of these home. Oh, I we got a, a gang of them here. Why don't you? Why don't you think uh, Starbucks goes on Stevia? Too expensive? I don't know. Maybe they have a deal with Splenda to keep pe- st- people from knowing about Stevia, suppressing knowledge, dog. <laughs> yeah. Suppressing that herbal goodness. Stevia is delicious. I, it took me a little while to get used to it, but knowing that it's an herbal sweetener and that there's, it's like literally no strings attached. It's just your body takes it in. Doesn't seem to have any. Am I telling the truth? Does it seem to have any health uh, side effects? I think recently I heard some stuff, and that, that's why people were telling me to go to something else, that other one that's like with a X or a Z or a Xavier. Oh, xylitol. Xylitol. Yeah, xylitol. I've, heard, I've heard that as well. Like some people like the xylitol. Well, there was a reason that people were saying something recently about stevia. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, right. well, let's we Google, Google it. That. What's wrong with stevia? What do you do, Joey? Do you do straight stevia? I have a little stevia at the house that Aubrey gave me. I have... Uh, the blue packages. I like it because it's super strong, and, uh, too. I have sugar, too, which I don't use. Uh, every once in a while with the new coffee machine, I'll, I'll make a Cuban coffee. But ah, you know what's crazy, dog? The biggest addiction I ever had was to Coca-Cola. Yeah. And with the Weight Watchers, I stopped drinking soda. And it was like the toughest three months of my fucking life, guys. Like, I thought it was worse than getting off the blow, not having, like, Chinese food or something with a Coke. The other day, I had a, I went to some place to eat, and the guy goes, we're out of Diet Coke. I said, you know what? Give me a Coke. It was fucking horrible. It's too sugary. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Oh, my fucking God. It was terrible. Sweat this. Stevia is used as a weight loss aid. It's used for treating diabetes, high blood pressure, and heartburn, for lowering uric acid levels, and for preventing pregnancy. Also for the increasing the strength of the muscle contractions that pump blood from the heart. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like you could eat that all day. <laughs> it seems like it seems like if you ate that all day, you'd have some fucking issues. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should talk to Tate. He could be our patient zero. 
because that dude's got Stevie in his system all day. He just drinks those mugs of bulletproof coffee. I should give a plug to Tate, too, because Tate just started his own um, uh, mobile coffee business. He's doing a uh, butter coffee truck, and they, um, they, I guess they roll around. It's called Rolling Butter. It's Rolling underscore Butter on Twitter. And he's got like a butter coffee truck, all sorts of different flavors and shit. He shows up at CrossFit events. Those CrossFit guys are junkies for that butter coffee, like bulletproof coffee with the MCT oil in it. So Tate decided to set up a, a truck and just roll around. Apparently, he had his first event this week. So He needs to go to the Arnold Classic. Oh, yeah, but you know, last thing you want to do is take a fucking truck all the way to Ohio, <laughs> well, especially in March. You, in March in Ohio, son, you might get fucked. That shit might go ugly on you. It could easily snow like a bitch in March, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, it's a bad, It's risky in March. Remember that time back when you were making the videos where that one dude, we, he took his shirt off and you made a video about it? Like, he took his shirt off in the audience. Oh, and right. was dancing around. Drunk Remember that guy? Yeah, he was hammered. And then he gave me a big hug. And then he was so, I mean, ridiculously hammered. And then after the show, we, we found him in the parking lot. Blood all over his face. No shirt on. Somebody beat the shit out of him. And it was like zero degrees out. We're like, well, yeah, take care, buddy. <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> like, that's a fucking normal Friday night for that dude, probably. Totally. <laughs> As they're telling you the story, they're pulling the tooth out of their mouth. Yeah, like sometimes. Those guys, yeah. Like hey, fucking telling... hit me with a bat. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck my Damn tooth. It. When they fucking show know. it to you. They hit me with a bat. You got any ice on you? An extra bat, an extra jacket. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, guy? I'll tell you what, that, that uh, show Friday night that we did was... Uh, that was a nice place. I had never been there The joint? Before. Yeah, that was great. The joint. That well, the, the audience was amazing. The, the, you know... The audiences we've been getting lately are just off the charts. They're so happy. It's like such a friendly, happy group. I'm like overwhelmingly. It's amazing. I don't know how we ever pulled it off, but it's amazing. And the joint was probably one of the best ones yet. It was one of the best crowds ever. It was amazing. It was just, really good. Everybody's and so that friendly. Bar, that bar was great. Yeah, we had a, blast we had a great time. Bar. Joey and I went to that center bar, and uh, we held court for like three hours. Three hours. Just hang around talking to people. You know, we... Uh, Max Heberly got too drunk. Did you see Max drunk Max Heberly? Oh, he was tortured. <laughs> was he, <laughs> he was throwing Asians? He, oh, he, he was tortured. off the charts. He tortured this little Asian Jersey girl. She was half Asian, half Irish. He was torturing her. Yeah, well, <laughs> he'll torture was... your mom. Oh, God, he don't give a <laughs> Gets fuck. Gets closer with the Jack and Coke the system. Oh, he's done, though. He's a great guy, though. He'll zoom he's in on you. Guy. It's over. Yeah, we had an awesome time. It was, was it was awesome. a it was you know what it was like. Uh, there was a lot of good vibes. Uh, nice in people. That crowd, yeah. And I took the limo over to the fucking South Point. Yeah, you did another show after at that. Twelve thirty, huh? and it was Jay Davies was there, Jason Rouse was there, and what it was is a it like? late show, bro? It was mind boggling. Like, really? I'm thinking of doing the weekend there. Like I'm really? gonna call them in August and go, give me the twelve thirty at twelve thirty. Wow, was show, that good? And it was. And it is what's going on that all these comics worked. Like Bobby Collins was there. Right. Bobby Collins did 10. Some other girl did 10. It was smooth. And wow. I closed it. So there's like a bunch of real comics. Oh, my God. It. There had to be 250 in there. Peak 250 people. No at shit. And what all, was all the good? locals? Wow. And this is what they were telling me. Like people were coming back with drinks. Like people who can't. Bro, let me tell you something. I went over there and there had to be 150 people from the joint show. No that shit. That showed up with tickets for me to sign. Well, we they, told them you were going there. And they were going, listen, man. 
this is fucking amazing. I just got four That's cocktails amazing. for $17. Didn't we amount, announce it on stage? That you, you did. You were drinking right, something. Right. Something was yeah. going on. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure. People were like, hey, you're going to be at the South Point? Yeah. Went over there. I seen Jay Davies. Seen a bunch of comics I hadn't seen. that just hang out drinking. Well, we should do that when we're in town. Oh, yeah. In between like, Every Friday, shows. do it. Every yeah, Friday. 1230. Right? I, I like a 1230 spot. Eleanor was asking if you guys were going to go stop by... Because they, I guess they had a show at the other club at the Hard Rock the same night, uh, Vinyl. At the other Hard Rock? Or oh, Eleanor at, and Dice did? Yeah. At the, oh, that's hilarious. They, yeah. So they were in the same place as us? Yeah, and they were seeing if you wanted to come oh. before or after. I think it was before. Well, he was, um, apparently his son was playing. He wanted us to come uh, watch his son's band after my show. But you, we, you know, we got mobbed by people. And it was, we had a you know, Justin was with us, so we had some friends. So um, he's there like every weekend, right? I think so. For a while? Yeah. Or something like that? Powerful. Well, it's amazing. Powerful dice club. How many comics were there? Like a lot of guys came up and say hello to Joe. Come a lot of guys I didn't recognize. I didn't, I didn't know their names. Well, you know what? If Vegas was, was like really smoothly run, there would be a real comedy scene there. I mean, it doesn't make sense. There wouldn't be. You're dealing with all these tourists that are coming in from out of town on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be on the strip if you have one good spot. Like, think of, like, that steak joint, that Brazilian place we go to, Texas de Brazil, or the, the Churrascaria. That's nowhere near the strip. It's way the fuck out there. It's somewhere in another, you know, part of, it's not near the casinos. But everybody goes there. Everybody goes there because it's good, because they know it's there and it's good. And, you know, there's people in town in Vegas that are always looking to do something. I know the casinos would like to keep the shows in the casinos, and it's great to do the joint. I mean, we had a, that was perfect for us. But, like, for, like, the local comics, like, there should be a few comedy clubs in Vegas. It seems like you could have, like, a real local scene in Vegas. I can't believe this. This is how embarrassing this is, and I hate to say this because people are going to think I'm, we walked past Brad Garrett, and it's like, ah. <laughs> I'm like we ain't going to Brad Garrett. Like, Nobody goes to Brad no, Garrett. Like we're not going because yeah. they don't. You well, know, Duncan, they... no, 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 I shouldn't say that because uh, not Duncan. Um, Dom, Dom, Dom does, does it. it. He, he likes it. it. Yeah, he likes That's it. That's why. But it's like they'll never call. Why don't we go? It's because we're too dirty. Is that what it is? I don't know. I think that he just likes a certain style, and you know, I don't. I think Adam Hunter did it, and he liked it. He, said, he asked me, and but you know, when I see it, I'm like, ah, like I never even think of it. I always assume that I'm too dirty. Yeah, and then the place. L.A. <laughs> The L.A. Comedy Club hit me up when I was in Vegas saying if we wanted to go over there late night and do a spot. you know. What's so, the L.A. Comedy Club? It's at Bally's, I guess. So there is a few comedy clubs. Yeah, there's yeah. a little action. But a lot of them have, like, they have, like, Roseanne Bar there every right, night. Right, every night. Like, the last like factory the has Roseanne yeah. Bar there. Okay, let me ask you this. How does that work? How does someone do, like, the same town every night, like, five, six because nights a week Vegas, for, for years and years shows and years. up on Monday. Yeah, they have new people. Every, I know, they have Monday. new people, but how do you not go crazy? Because it's fucking Vegas and it has the hottest shit going on <laughs> all day. It's like the best party, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. Best buddy. food. Sweetie pie. If you live there, it's very likely you might lose your mind. Vegas has got, there's a, there's a void in that town. You know, there's a lot of good people that live in Vegas and there's a lot of fun in Vegas, but there's this, the devil lives in Vegas. You know he does. We all know he does. He, <laughs> and if you lived there, if you were there, you lived there. Ooh, I don't know, Brian. I don't know. If the devil has the you baddest know, bitches, Joe. Listen, I'm 50 years old. A lot of fun right? in Vegas, to tell you that. Five, six years, I'm still alive. I might want to go to Vegas. You know, you get old. Do you want to do Monday through Saturday? First off, I wouldn't stay in the casino, Joe. Of course. I live 45 minutes out of there. That would yeah, not be my life at all. But, like, when I heard Roseanne Barr... She's that, doing it? Yeah. She, she lives that, in Vegas now? No, I guess she commutes or stays. I don't know what to do. One day a week? No, she does the whole week for Jimmy Masada. 
The whole week? Yeah. Monday through, she does the 8 o'clock show. Then wow. 10 o'clock, some, uh, a lineup comes in, and they do it. No shit. Yeah. So a lot of people, like that dude just changed it to 10. You know, Bobby couldn't make it work. It's a, it takes a certain comic to make it work. The hotel has to get behind you. you right. Know, Vegas ain't what it used to be, dog. It's not. They, you know, I, I read an article that the UFC brings how much money per weekend when there's a Vegas or what? I don't $60 know. $60 million. Yeah, I would imagine. And, and it's like, wow, yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see the fucking concessions. Mm-hmm. Pack, you know, the cheerleading competition. From Ogallala, Nebraska, ain't well, going to do that type of stuff. This well, is the fucking UFC. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why it's so disgusting that it's uh, illegal in New York. Because they would make so much money from having a UFC there. It would generate so much revenue. For the city, it would be fantastic. And the fact that these dirty unions have kept it out for, for that long, it's... Really kind of spectacular. You imagine the UFC at Madison Square Garden. Oh, my god! Just close your fucking eyes for five fucking minutes. Oh, my goodness. We go to the Palms first. We get a steak with lobster on it or some shit. A lobster fucking bisque (laughs) and a house salad. We shoot over it. Are you fucking kidding me? A wedge with And you got to remember that in New York, when we get out of that motherfucking UFC at 11 o'clock, because the UFC ends at 1 in New York, Mm -hmm. so we'd be walking out of the garden at 1 fucking 30. It's like walking into your oyster. Your oyster? Of life. You know, everything is open. You get anything. You get Chinese Cuban. You get Italian in the Bronx. You get fucking scungeo salad. You can get whatever the fuck you want at 1.30 in the morning. Mm. We don't have to go get a steak. We go to Chinatown. We got a spaghetti and clam sauce. How many spots are there in L.A. where you could pull that off? At 1 in the morning. There's a few. Name them. The standard. Um, Dan Tanner's. Dan Tanner's open till two. They Dan Tanner's is open till two. Yeah. They serve till two. I believe they do. That's I'm amazing. pretty sure. I got a steak there. I know one night after the comedy store, really late, and it was goddamn delicious. Oh, it's delicious with the side of pasta. Oh, so good. Good yeah. googly moogly. D- Dan Tanner's is like one of those <laughs> legit old school restaurants from the East Coast that exists in in California somehow or another, and it's, it's very few places like that. Place. I'm gonna tell you what other place exists in Never, California. Really? It's on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's sensational. Oh, my God. It's insane. You know, I, I just was at the spot a couple of weeks ago, one of my favorite clubs in the country, the San Jose Improv. And I, I oh, love, love that it. place. It's down the block from the hotel. Everything's original easy. Original Joe's. But then you got motherfucking mm. original Joe's for lunch. <laughs> and you go in there, you get the house salad with the spaghetti meat. I can't even eat the meatball and sausage no more. It's so my heart, much. I get so scared. <laughs> I just get the fucking regular ragu sauce now. No bread, no butter, and the house salad. They cook a fucking Delicious. hell of a steak, too. They I got a char gro- charboiled oh. grill. Charcoal grill, they you know they use real wood charcoal. No, they don't fuck around. Oh, and the so waiters good. with those fucking things. tuxedos. I've been eating original Joe since eighty motherfucking five in the tenderloin. Have you really? When you not that one, the, one the tenderloin. The I've never you, been to that one. Oh, just as good. They just burnt down. They Jewish lightning it, and then it fucking <laughs> something happened. And they kept back open. Something happened. I don't know. But I did San Francisco last week. I was in town. Tremendous I for, I food town. Another tremendous place. food town. Yeah. Yeah, you love that one and hill. Art. Every time we go, yeah. you take me to that hill to eat pasta. <laughs> yeah, we Columbus. fucking go nuts. Yeah, that, you're uh, like, nah, we're going to this place. That calzones. Yeah, calzones yeah, yeah, on Columbus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And we go there after shows too. We go there. Yeah, and that's another. That's a legit place. Yeah, that's a legit place. Yeah. yeah. Remember, there was that other place down the street where I got that video of uh, uh, Tommy Buns. He was dancing. Segura was dancing some music, and you came in. It was you and me and security. Remember that? Yep. What's that Asian place too that we go to? That like the really creepy oh yeah one? with Denny yeah that's uh, well it's in like a, a sketchy area where we went outside we had some Asian food after the show and uh, as we left we we went outside the door and they had a, a aquarium drive by filled with strippers oh that's right do you remember that yeah. we got a video of, of the hoe truck it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. 
um, this this truck pulled up. We're like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the cops would pull up beside him and hit the lights, tell everybody, sit down, sit down, because they're only allowed to dance when the when the truck's not moving. Yeah. So they had seatbelts they'd have to wear. So it's like a pole, and there's like some seats, and like little tiny seats with seatbelts, and the fucking cop would pull up and hit the lights and go, sit down, sit down. This girl's dancing on a pole in the back of a fucking seat. And all I could think of was imagining life from their eyes. You're you're naked and you're just driving around like bait. Like you're like like they're chumming. They're chumming the whole city to try to get them into this club. And they're they're doing it by putting bait in a box. Like that's what people have been reduced to. Like a, a woman in the smallest amount of clothes legally possible, with ridiculous shoes that you know she can't run good in. And she's dancing around on a pole, asking you to come with her. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking fish tank full of chicks. I uh, I went to the Playboy Mansion and I got to see all his like rare birds. And they have like he has he's like the largest collector of rare birds ever. Really? And, yeah. And and you walk in. I don't know if it's the number one, but maybe in California or whatever. Whatever. On his but block. You, <laughs> yeah, right. But when you walk in, there's these birds there that don't even look like real birds. Like I was say- thinking, like I haven't even seen that before, like in a book or a magazine or on TV. So when you saw it in person, it just seemed like it was fake. It was so awesome. He has the coolest animals, like monkeys collections that I've ever seen. He has these monkeys that look like old men that just come up and are like, Rawr, and they have like these beards and like these mustaches and they look like 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 samurais. Did it freak you out that they're they're like locked in a little cage? Uh no because they're humongous cages like like it was like having a cage be like the size of like a, a football field. How many uh, <laughs> acres does that dude have out there? It was a lot because I I got like the full tour. Like most times you go to the Playboy Mansion, you have like it's like sectioned off, and you're like at the small piece of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there with friends of the family. Like uh, the girl I was with, her mom was married to Hugh in the seventies, and so she's just like, let me show you around. So she, so I got to go it. I, I don't even think I saw it all. I mean, I walked for long periods of times on these paths where they would have, like, these little benches, like blowjob stations, and then yeah, they <laughs> go for another mile down the path. I would imagine that place would be expensive as fuck to keep up. He had a staff about 100, 200 people there, too. All the time? I don't know. He 100, had... <laughs> 200 people? There's a lot Could of Could you imagine there. you had to pay 100 people and it's to run your house? Yeah. That's, ama- that's craziness. Didn't Joan Rivers have some shit like that? I don't know Joan Rivers, but you know, at the end of the day, that place, the comedy store, they should just pick those places up and put them together so people could see that for centuries when the world ends, is it? Because that's one of the most interesting places in the world. Fuck Disneyland with fucking rides and Mickey Mouse. The mansion. How many cocks were really sucked there? How many dreams were broken there? How many women left there going, I'm done? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just sucked 11 cocks. I got crabs. I got chlamydia. I'm done. And he didn't put me in the magazine. You think of what really happened in there. Because that's completely different than being on the East Coast. Yeah. That's a Harlem. That's a fucking den of broken dreams. You know what was the coolest thing? Was how many older playmates were there? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the coolest girls in the world. Like you, were, I was sitting in the game room, smoking weed on the... Well, I mean, I don't know if I should say it. Easy. <laughs> I was up, there was, there's Disrespect a room... Respect the mansion I mean, like that. There's this r- r- uh, room that the, the floor's made out of, uh, uh, like, a mattress. So, like, you walk in, and suddenly your feet feel weird. You're like, what the you fuck? You wear shoes? Yeah, yeah. It's great Everyone, way to get staff. Right, I know. 
somebody's fucking, they get staff. But the carpet's just doesn't. It looks like carpet, but it's actually a, 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 a mattress. So so you just sit down. Anyways, but there was like these ladies that would come out of nowhere, and they were beautiful, like the most beautiful cougars. How ever. old? I'd say forty-five. How old? Forty-eight. Wow. And they would just come up and like, hey guys, how's it going? Mind if I join you? And you're just like, that's the coolest chick, hot chick, huh? Are they? So, <laughs> are they cool. Is like that part of their uh, their occupation to sort of mingle and? Well, it was July Fourth, so I think mm-hmm. it was more of just like all the old Everybody's old family. family. Yeah, it's Bobby like it was Bobby like, it was like a Bobby family. Benton. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Benton. All those chicks were playing mates, bro. Was she really? Bobby Benton was a playmate, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is she still doing comedy? No, Barbie Benton from the seventies, the brunette. When we were kids, the Who am I thinking of? Uh, Barbie with the vein in the tit from the comedy <laughs> store that used to do that weed room on fucking Vermont the whole time. <laughs> That's vein in her tit. Bobby, okay. yeah, yeah, what's, what was she used to name? have the yellow car? I don't Is that what the yellow Mercedes? She had fake tits, but they put the vein from her bicep right in her tit. Instead of a tattoo, this bitch had a big old yoke vein. Like she had been doing fucking uh, crunches, not crunches, but flies all afternoon on the peck machine, whatever the fuck it is. <sighs> I, I kept on thinking I was going to see Felicia Michaels. It was like a bunch yeah, of like yeah, people yeah, like yeah, Felicia yeah, Michaels yeah, kind of yeah, thing. I was I really like, does Felicia go there? No, I don't think she goes there. I think she's been there to part like for parties like all of us. How's she doing? She's doing Good, stand-up? Yeah, she's doing whatever. A lot yeah, of stand-up? Doing, I don't know. I don't know. She was a funny chick, man. Yeah, they're all... Everybody's doing good, but that, play, uh, that place is very interesting. Like, I went there with a complete different... Like, I did the comedy for Tom Likas there years ago on Fridays. Oh, yeah? And I go and hang out. And some of it, I can't lie to you, it's not my cup of tea. You know, it's not... Yeah. You're either going to suck my dick or you're not. You're not going to walk around <laughs> naked and talk to me like that. You know what I'm saying? I suck my you. dick. But so, these... I understand. These uh, savages... Were you know, and they were just people. And you're looking at them, and you feel bad, but they're they're having a great time. And they have like people who come up there with the illusion that they're gonna meet playmates, right? Like they had guys. And yeah, they have cologne on the shit. Polyester <laughs> suits, three piece, the shoes. It's really, it was weird. But when you look at that place, you go, what really went on in that? Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me is, uh, if I think about it, the Playboy Mansion is that it's sort of like the last. Sort of a house like that of a ever. It's not going to exist anymore. Like, I think it's going to be a museum because when I was walking yes, through it, yes, it yes. felt very like I could see this being a museum. Yes, yes, well, it should yes, be kind of. Yeah, you can. And not, that. not it's not disrespectful at all. I think that no one. I mean, maybe someone could do something like that in the future, where they could create like a whole destination. But that's a destination. It's not just a house. It's not just a business. Like. They would be like, oh, there's the strike force fights this weekend at the Playboy Mansion. Like they had fights there. We we went to watch fights there. You know, they had uh, they had more than one um, mixed martial arts event there. I, had- I met Hefner's kids though, and his sons, and I think they're going to take over. I mean, they look like young versions of him. Like I, I could see mm. them just stepping in and being like fucking pimps. Well, they, it makes sense. He would groom them. You know, why wouldn't he want to keep that business in the family? It's an iconic name. You know, it's like you can't go wrong with good management with that whole Playboy thing. The crazy thing when I lived just in Boulder, licensing those tattoos. Yeah, when I lived in Boulder, there was a girl in Boulder who there was a limo in Boulder at all times. It said Hef number one on it, and it was a white stretch limo, and it had a black driver, and the chick was blonde, and her claim to fame was that she was Hef's daughter. Really? And she went to the University of Colorado, and they drove everywhere in a fucking limo. Wow, a Hef you know, one limo. Hef one limo. In, wow. In uh, how much coke she did in that limo? <laughs> and that, that's a thing. I mean, how many people? I know. <laughs> I know. Like James Conn was associate. Like I watched that movie it was on about a month ago. 
that stupid movie 21. What, what, what was that movie that the girl got killed? Eric Roberts played the creepy boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Tate. What no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Movie? That's it. Come on. Uh, come on, guys. What the fuck? Eight. <laughs> she was the Playmate 1981. Sharon. I know. Come I, on, Eric guys. Roberts played Killer. They did 19 what? 19 what ish? She was the Playmate in the 80s? Yeah, Star 80. Star what 80. the fuck is wrong? Jesus with Christ, Joe. What the fuck is wrong? I'm <laughs> stupid. Star 80 was a movie with Eric Roberts, was creepy as fuck. And he plays her boyfriend. He discovers her in Canada. Brings her to the, marries her. She's like fifteen. Isn't it strange when you see a guy like Eric, Eric Roberts that you see him? He starts out Popo Greenwich Village. He's in this fucking unbelievable movie with Mickey Rourke. Like it's just an unbelievable. Still to this day holds up. Then one day he's on Celebrity Rehab. You know, in between is like some karate movies and shit. And you know, for whatever reason, like he vanishes and then has to come back. Now that's his daughter that's blowing up right now. Who's, He's got who's a daughter. That's the chick. That's an was actress. The, yeah, the daughter was the the daughter on uh, Star Eighty, right there. Yeah, Star Eighty. Wow, I don't even believe I've seen this movie. Yeah, he was creepy at the end. He fucking gets these benches. He was making weightlifting equipment, but he also the, his real business was he was he was making sex equipment. And he you, takes her over there. He sits her down. He fucking ties her. He rips her legs up. I mean, he just destroyed her, though. He was, oh, no. He was a creepy motherfucker. And he shot himself. Fuck him, you know. In the movie? He's, yeah, his he character shoots himself, shot himself. Two dudes. They did two movies. <sighs> they did Star Rady with this broad, and they did a different one with the, the guy from General Hospital now, the older guy that I married on General Hospital. You remember when they cut his thumb off? Pope of Eric Phillips? Roberts, yeah. They, they got my thumb, Charlie. <laughs> they got my thumb. The dog, what he Charlie. says, the monologue, what he says to Mickey Rourke when he goes, what happened here? And he goes, she left me. He goes, what? And he goes, what's wrong with you? He goes, you don't have to remember, he just breaks it down. Yeah. He goes, sometimes they try to embarrass you, and you got to backhand them, and you look them in the face and tell them, you don't look at nobody. You don't say goodnight to nobody. That whole little monologue, yeah. look at that again. Very oh, interesting. He was excellent. 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 He, was a, he was a really, really good actor. That's why it's weird when you see him like one day in one of that crazy karate movie. Remember that shit? I just He played a karate see. master, just backfist dudes, knock him out cold. What's the saddest thing? Is you ready for this? <laughs> Okay. I just saw the motherfucking audition about eight weeks ago. Really? Auditioning for that. what? Auditioning for a co-star like me. Wow. All right, so that's how... That doesn't make any sense. I just, I don't understand how does a guy who's that talented... And he was in that um, Sylvester Stallone movie recently. Um, he was in the the first one. What is the one with Randy Couture, The Expendables? Yeah, was yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that, wasn't he? I don't know. He was... He was was it? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. He was the bad guy. He was fucking excellent. Guy can act his ass off. He's always, and his sister don't like him. His sister doesn't See, like I him? See, I know that when he was, when they were doing, he's, you know who his daughter is? The chick on Blow. The little girl in Blow. What's the, the movie, movie Blow? Blow? With the, I don't remember that Well, that so little long. girl, and then she went on to be a Disney star. She's a Disney star. Look her up, Red, Red Man. She's like some Disney chick. But supposedly when they shoot at the fucking studios, they have security there. He can't come on the set. And she's Julia Roberts' niece. So Julia Roberts really, like, fucking put security on her and stuff because she, they try to keep her away from him. I don't know the whole story. I'm just telling you what I heard secondhand when she shoots movies or TV shows. Huh. There's something going on there. I don't know exactly what the fuck the thing is. She's really cute, the kid. She was the cute girl in Blow that he tells he's going to meet her at the end, the whole thing. Well, when he was on that celebrity rehab, it was very strange. It just didn't make any sense that he was there. Like, it seemed like he just needed a break. Emma Roberts. Didn't. Didn't really, huh? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts? Emma Roberts, yeah. 
Emma Roberts. She's real cute, right? Mm-hmm. Young girl. Yeah. Gotta be 18. Whenever someone go into rehab for re- weed, they really almost like need like a behavioral break. They need like you know you go into rehab for life. <laughs> like you just you're off the rails for everything. You, see, you know if if you really if you go into a rehab for weed, it's like uh you just need to go somewhere. Do you think do you think there's certain cases though that that you could see going to rehab for weed like people sure. like you know like when Ralphie May used to be at his prime where he'd be like seriously smoking like two pounds of weed a day or something. Well, he's a perfect <laughs> example, you know, and no disrespect to Ralphie, but look at him. Yeah, and so that's obviously a very impulsive person, and that's where I think that it's probably you're not dealing with just the weed itself; you're dealing with life in general. Like, there's this. Look, we're all impulsive. Stand-up comedians are some of the most impulsive people. There's something about the type of person that thinks to say the, some of the shit that we say, like the way your brain works. This word, it's almost like an instinct for us to just be wacky. You know, it's it's a. Uh, so when you get a guy that like is a stand-up comedian and then you find out he's a gambling addict, it's never a shock. It's never a shock when they're, you know, you find out they're blowing all their money betting on sports like it's Norm Macdonald or, you know, they're blowing Snow, all their money coke, like on coke. Yeah, that like you for years. Yeah. Or for me, how about I lock myself in my house and I play Quake for 12 hours a day? I'm a fucking idiot, you know? It's the same thing. It's like we get impulsive. We have this like almost uncontrollable desire. I would be sitting around. I was like a, a I would be sitting around doing something else, and all I could think of was getting back to my computer. I'm like, I just got to get online and play some Quake, and everything would be okay. Loading myself up with caffeine, and it, uh, why? Because it's crazy. It's being part of being a comedian, you know. So I, I, I could kind of understand comedians being caught up in almost any like nutty impulse like that. But you know, marijuana really? Then go to rehab for that? You're going to rehab for life, son. That's what you're doing. Life itself is just too slippery right now, and you need a break. Which is understandable, you know. I need to go to rehab for Jack Daniels. I think. Do you really? How often have you been drinking? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I not for drinking in general, but like I, I try not to drink Jack Daniels now, and it's like I miss it so much. It's so hard not to do it. I have never drank Jack Daniels my whole entire life, except for like the last what seven months. Coincidentally, the last year of your life, you've been <laughs> balling out of control. <laughs> you're going out Leonard Skinner style, son. <laughs> you're listening to Sweet Home Alabama. Your car drives off the cliff. <laughs> and what's the number seven mean in the, the Jack Daniels? The lucky the seven or some shit like that. It says like, I don't know. It says like old number seven. I don't know. It's probably like their seventh version of it that they made. If I had a guess, let's find out. Jack Daniels old number seven. So, seven you know, ingredients. Rogan, I gambled for about four months, and I knew it wasn't for me. Yeah, I I gambled. I for like Four or five months, and I was like, "Fuck you." I don't trust myself. I'm going to give my money to some fucking idiot at a diner Thursday at 5 o'clock over five fucking dudes shooting a hoop. That is not happening the rest of my fucking life. Or baseball or fucking baskets or anything. That was t- I love going like um, Santa Anita Park in Pasadena. Mm. I take $40 with me. I go. I get a hot dog. I get a powdered beer. Once the $40 powdered is gone, beer. I get in my fucking car and I go home. Did you say a powdered beer? What's a powdered beer? The beer they sell you at those stadiums. What do you think? They sell you fucking draft beer? <laughs> powdered powdered beer. fucking beer. That's why you get a fucking headache for three days. You go to a football game or UFC event, you drink three beers, wait till the fucking headache you get the next day. Yeah. You know, it's powdered fucking that. beer. I you know. that was real. How cool would that be, having powdered beer? It's powdered beer. <laughs> I'm telling you. I ain't kidding you. Like yeah, the, it's this is a weird thing, this Jack Daniels thing, because apparently the old number seven is the original recipe. I don't get it. 
um, why would they call it old number seven? It says old number seven, known seven as ingredients? also known as Black Label. This is the original Jack Daniels. Oh, you know what it is? Because there's a bunch of different Jacks. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six different Jacks. There's Silver Select, Green Label, Tennessee Honey, Single Barrel, Gentleman Jack. I like that. And Old Number Seven. It's, it's like, it's like six Chuck fucking Liddells. Everybody there is tough. <laughs> there ain't one weakling in that fucking circle. I don't yeah. fuck with none of those cocksuckers. They'll fuck you up. Can you believe that, bro? I really have not drank Jack Daniels since New Year's in 1980. Well, we got a big bottle in the other room, boys. I had some of it um, uh, this weekend. And who the Vegas. fuck are you kidding? Friday night. It's delicious. It yeah, a Jack I Daniels it. and a can of Coke, you're fucking what? taking me for a ride. I'll tell you, Joey Diaz, I do some of my best comedy sets when I have a little Jack Daniels in my system. Oh, I'm God. not bullshit. I can't even smell it. I Vegas, can't even fucking smell it, dog. Vegas Friday night, I had like three three shots before Jeez. I went on stage. He oh. brought the bottle back there. I seen that there was light and you motherfuckers are drinking those with Diet Cokes. It, 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 listen, I could smell them in the air. That crowd, though, was so fun. Yeah, they were fun. Like, there was so much ride. good stuff in the air at that at that show. That was such a positive show, man. No, that was a great show. And the people that came out, listen, man, that UFC Expo, if I wouldn't have fucked up my ankle, I would have gone and walked around. Yeah, you were limping a little bit. Yeah, I'm good now. The next day, I was good. Something that morning, I twisted it something with these fucking Adidas. I yeah. don't wear the high tops no more, and it fucking hurt. But the next day, I was fine. But I would have gone. What a great little thing. That yeah, you, it's a great little thing. You get to go show. You get to meet. You can roll with people. You pay $10,000. You can roll with fucking Frank Mia. They have seminars. They had all yeah, sinds of shit man, going on at the cool same time. Shit, people were teaching man. things. Yeah. I've, I've, I think it's it's beautiful people that go, the UFC when does the fuck that. Did the, when, when, when did you got the, When you were a kid, you didn't get to play football against anybody. Yeah, and you never got to talk to anybody no, either. This like, is you it. do all these this Q&As with Ronda Rousey and all the team that does one. It's a great fucking. Did you, after your Q and A, did you hang and talk to people? Or you went to I, eat? as much as I could. They had a. I was doing this thing for the twenty year reunion of, uh, or the twenty year anniversary of the UFC. There's a documentary they're doing, so they had to rush me up to this uh, studio that they had set up. They interviewed me for like an hour before the weigh-ins. Then we had to rush back to because uh, I had to MC the weigh-ins, and they did the weigh-ins. The fucking weigh-ins were in the arena. It was insane. The Wayans were in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, and it was fucking gigantic. It was uh, the event center, Mandalay Bay Event Center, where they usually do the UFC. So the Wayans were monster. Yeah, I know. It was, it was like ten thousand people at the Wayans, and when Anderson Silva and Weidman got on stage, they went nuts. Like you could feel this crazy electricity in the air. You know, and there was all these Brazilians that were booing when Weidman came out, and all these people were cheering for Anderson, and you hear all these accolades, you know, you hear everybody calling him the, including me, especially me, calling him the greatest fighter in the history of the sport. And, How long know, was that kiss for? Like, a couple minutes? A second or two. You know, just Anderson, like, walked up to him, and uh, Weidman walked up closer to Anderson, and then Anderson walked closer to him, and then they were face-to-face, and neither one of them budged, so they just touched faces and then Weidman uh, as they backed away Weidman goes I'm not scared of you man I'm not scared of you and Anderson goes tomorrow night I see you tomorrow night he goes I'm not scared of you he wasn't scared of him man he really wasn't and that was the difference on Saturday night he really wasn't scared of him he knocked him the fuck out it's crazy it was crazy to watch like Anderson fucked around like he normally does and like he eat more so than he normally does. He humiliates guys with that. It's a it's a real tactic, but you gotta 
absolutely know what your opponent can and can't do. I mean, maybe he could have gotten away with that with like a lesser guy or a guy who was like easily befuddled. But one of the things they did in Weidman's camp is they had people imitate that. They had people like taunt him. They had people spar with him and like pretend they were falling down and and dropping their hands and poking their face out and juking them and pot shotting them and shit and doing all the stuff that Anderson always does because he gets you in in a, like a defensive shell. He gets you frozen up because he moves really fast. And one of his tactics is he will taunt you a little bit and then blast on you. He'll blast on you. And he can he's, he can cover distance like deceptively fast. So he's really good at like closing the distance and cracking dudes. And sometimes he can knock them out. And sometimes like the Vitor Belfort shot or sometimes he just lights you up like <clears throat> the first uh, few exchanges with Chris Lieben. You know, just lit him up, lit him up, lit him up again before he eventually stopped him. I mean... Anderson is a fucking tremendous talent, but that dropping of the hands, you leave yourself so vulnerable that even a tremendous talent like him can get knocked the fuck out. And that's one of the it's like big lessons of Saturday night. The big lesson is everybody's vulnerable. Even the best guys are human beings, and a human being is vulnerable. The whole idea is to not get hit, and it doesn't matter who the human being is. If their skill level's really high, it doesn't prevent them from being damaged by a solid punch. Everybody gets fucked up by a solid shot. Everybody who gets kicked in the head goes to sleep. You get wheel kicked in the head, you go in night-night. It happens to everybody. It happens to the best people in the world. And that was like a big lesson Saturday night. The auditory, the arena just shut the fuck up, didn't it? It was weird. Because the room I was in stopped. Time it was weird. stopped. Yeah, I'm just stopped, and it was. Uh, you know what? It's it's good for everybody now. Now they start from scratch again. This is going to mm. be interesting. Now. Well, they're they're trying to set up the rematch, um, for the the word is online, uh, for um, the New Year show, which is December twenty eighth, which would be madness, madness, Joey Diaz. Do you know what kind of hype? And I guarantee you, in a rematch. Anderson Silva is going to dot his eyes and cross his teeth. Is this, his first? Oh, is this his first knockout, though? He's never been knocked out before. Yeah, his entire you know career. People usually get, though, after a knockout. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they, bec- they become vulnerable. They become human beings. And not only that, the reality is if you get knocked out, it's easier, easier for you to get yeah. knocked out again. And who knows what's happened in training? I mean, who knows? He's sparring with like really high level guys in training on a regular basis. You know, he's sparring with uh, with Machida, with Feijal. Like, there's a lot of those black house guys that are fucking badass beasts. You know, like, who knows who's tagging him in the gym, especially when he's doing long, hard rounds. So everyone turns 38 at one point in their life. And Anderson Silva's 38. 38. So you have to think about that as well. But you know what? When I was growing up, it was 35. Dave Winfield's 35. Mm-hmm. But we both discussed this. Look at our board. Yeah. It's 42. How about yeah? How I, about I um, Bernard Hopkins? Yeah, is forty-eight. Got three. Uh, that's uh, that's what I was talking about. I yeah. think Bernard. I think Anderson's got three three more good 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 battles left. Oh, and after would, that, and you know what they are. Even more if he fights smart. Out. Let me tell you something, man. Before he got knocked out, he was looking lightning fast. He was slamming leg kicks in. He avoided being submitted. He got back up to his feet. He got out of a heel hook and got back up to his feet. It's not like Anderson looked bad. No. But what he did was he does what he does, that that taunting thing. I mean, when he knocks a guy out because of it, it's awesome and it looks great. But when you get knocked out, man, it's like that NOS commercial. You know that NOS commercial? 
where the guy does these flippy kicks and goes yeah, flying yeah, yeah, through yeah, the yeah. air, and the other guy just, just blasts waited, him on the chin. Just caught him and yeah. boom. Boom. That's, um, there's, there's a reason why that's in a commercial. That whole scene plays out in the commercial as like sweet justice. Like justice to the guy who taunts. And that's why the whole crowd was booing Anderson. They were booing Anderson when Anderson got knocked out. I mean, that's that's weird. It's it's a, but it's a natural reaction that they had. So no one told them that they had to boo, but there was a lot of people booing. There was a tremendous amount of people booing the best fighter in history because he got caught. And I think that is fascinating. They like they felt he let them down because he got knocked out doing something stupid. And they're like, yeah, what did you do, man? Boo. Meanwhile, what happened to him, man? He just lost the title. I mean, he made an ass load of money, but he just lost the title in devastating fashion. And people have no empathy. Like, boo. Boo. People don't give a fuck. People don't give a fuck. That's one of the cold realities of life. Yeah, that's... that's... one of the cold motherfucking realities of life, dog. Yeah. And once the envelope sails and the glam is gone, Mm -hmm. the part... Have you seen... Unfortunately, though, that sucks, man. That sucks. No, it it does, but that's... Hey, man, I saw it with my mother. I saw it with a thousand... But you would never do that. No, why would I? I mean, if you you were there in the audience and you saw Anderson go down, you imagine booing him? No, I was at home heartbroken. Yeah. I would never boo him. He's still the fuck. I know what happened. Yeah, as a fan... I'm fu- you know, who the fuck told you to fuck around? <laughs> I, you know, I'm the same. I don't even like fucking around when I'm walking around. Brian, I don't even yeah. like fucking around when you're walking around. Pay fucking attention. You go to an airport and you put your shit online and the people in front of you, and you're like, pay fucking attention. Yes. I don't like but, that shit. But if you fucking do it and you pull it off, it's spectacular. It's spectacular. But like you when know Anderson what? fought Forrest sword, Griffin. Or when he fought fucking Damian Meyer. Yeah. If you live by the sword, you die by the fucking sword. That's why it's called karma. Yeah. The fight before that, I did. that's the first time I watched the fight I didn't want to end. Even if, even if fucking Frankie would have knocked Rafael out, Oliveira, I would have said, listen, let him go again. Let him go six or seven rounds. That was a great fight. Right. The fight before that was a great yeah. it was a great fight. It was a great night of fights, yeah. bro. It was Where a Mark fantastic night tremendous. of fights. Uh, it was yeah. one of the most exciting nights of fights ever. Every jujitsu yeah. guy is lighting a fucking candle for Roger Gracie right now. I don't yeah, know what happened over. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't uh, expect that. Uh, he couldn't he, for whatever reason he, the uh, his MMA game is nothing like his uh, jujitsu. No, his jujitsu game is off the, the chain. Yeah, the best. He should just go back to fighting in jujitsu tournaments, man. It's like it's, there were some great fucking fights. There, how about Cub Swanson? Oh, my God. God damn. Oh, my God. That was insane. That was the best that kid's ever looked. What was the His move accuracy was insane. He tried a cartwheel kick. No, His, no, no. He, did a, he went to do an uppercut. Yeah. And he went for him, or he faked, and he came up with an uppercut. He did something very beautiful. Yeah, he was doing a lot of sneaky yeah, he shit did some like that. beautiful shit. He's yeah, really no. crafty. Like, he's very, uncre- very creative and unpredictable. He's... Like fakes low and kicks high. He does a lot of weird shit. That's you don't see. Fifty-five, brother. Oh, no, he's forty-five. He's one forty-five. Yeah. That adds a complete difference. Yeah. Let's just let's just put him up against the dude who wanted to fight Benson Henderson in Minneapolis. In Milwaukee. Uh, Pettis. Let's do it. That's the fight right there. That's a hell of a fight right there. That would there. be a great fight. That's a fight right there. Well, I would like to see a rematch with him and Aldo because you know he fought Aldo and got caught with a flying knee, uh, like. A double knee, maybe like ten seconds into the fight, it was very quick. Aldo jumped up and nailed him on the forehead with a flying knee, cut him open. I mean, it was nasty. I mean, you know, he didn't even get a chance to get into the fight. He just got caught, 
And I think that he's a way better fighter now than he was then. I think it'll be really interesting. After watching him fight Seaver, like, God damn, man, he yeah, lit Seaver up. Yeah, yeah, he lit Seaver Those up. combinations are insane because he was so accurate. Like, the last combination that he knocked him out with, he hit him with, like, three or four ridiculously accurate shots while, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on. He's scrambling, he's scrambling after him, and he's catching him on the jaw. That was a great fight. It was a lot of great fights, man. A lot of great fights. See, people didn't give Tim Kennedy enough credit for that fight. No, Tim yeah. Kennedy even had his back. He took him down, I man. Fucking believe had his back and was slamming him back. in the face. I was like, what the fuck is going on? He's getting punched. That's what's going on, man. Jiu-jitsu is one thing, but jiu-jitsu with punches to the face by a guy who's a black belt in jiu-jitsu changes the whole game. Like, you might not be, you, he might be better than Tim Kennedy at straight jiu-jitsu if they had a regular jiu-jitsu match. But Kennedy's got a good enough jiu-jitsu that he could hang. He can defend himself. Like, he's not scared to grapple with, like, really high-level guys. And he's strong as shit. But Kennedy is also a boxer. He can hit hard. When he gets it to the ground, he's got real mixed martial arts skills. When he gets it to the ground, he'll thump you with punches. And so with a guy like Hodger, he's not really quite a complete MMA fighter yet. He's just this brilliant jiu-jitsu guy who's entering into MMA. And there's guys like Kennedy out there. They'll, they'll, as long as they're hitting you in the face, like, you're not going to submit him. It's a, just a completely different ball game. You're all dizzy and shit. Your face is puffy and you can't see out of your right eye. <clears throat> I mean, that's the reality of getting punched in the face. It's, I don't like seeing it when guys like really good at jiu-jitsu and I see them come to MMA and they're just getting fucked up. It's just, it it, it kind of bothers me because I, I feel like, you know, they're not ready yet. You should have, if you're going to really enter into MMA, it has to be a long-term proposition. And you should look at it as, like, what are your strengths? Your strength is jiu-jitsu? Okay, what's your weakness? Your weakness is stand-up. Well, you got to fix that. you got to fix that first. You can't even think about getting in there unless you could fight in a kickboxing match because you're going to be going right away to some of the highest-level guys in the world because you're Hodger Gracie. They take a guy like that, and they don't, like, they don't, like, move him along slow. You know, he's going to fight high-level guys because of his name pretty quickly and because of his reputation in jiu-jitsu. Whereas the reality of his striking is he's only been striking a few years. You know, you need many years on the books before you go and strike with a guy like Lyoto Machida or something like that. You just need a lot of years on the books. You have to get him because he's going to light you up. He's going to hit you with, he's going to pot shot you and you, he's going to crack you and you're not going to be able to stop him. And he's going to hit you three or four times like that and he's going to knock you out. It's a sneaky game, the striking game. Striking game is a different game. Some guys can just adapt real quick. Like there's some Dan Henderson type dudes that like almost right away within a couple of years they're dangerous as fuck. But some dudes just never quite get the hang Roy of Nelson it. Got it real fucking quick. Real That's quick. The guy that picked it up instantly. And you see it. You see when a yeah. jiu-jitsu guy is a real jiu-jitsu guy. His striking is very slow sometimes. Yeah. It's and you're saying, wow, how is he in the fucking octagon? But maybe I, you know, they know something I don't. Maybe you and Sosa know something I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we're dealing with a new era of mixed martial artists. Absolutely. I don't think people are ever going to try. There's that, that um, Aldo jump flying knee. Watch this. Ba-boom. That's like the first exchange of the fight. He double flying knees him in the face. It was insane. Cut him, cut him real bad over his eyebrow. Yeah, look at that. Yikes. Face pussy. Yeah, I mean, but that's one of those things. Like I said, I mean, anybody who gets hit by that, that's a reality. And we... You know, a lot of great guys don't get hit like that. But if they did, that's what would happen. You know, it's you can't avoid that. That was a big lesson. It's an important lesson. 
Saturday night. Important lesson for martial artists, because people like to think that because a guy's really good that he can somehow or another magically take punishment better. Not really. So it's a fucking lesson for everybody. Yeah, bro. that's a lesson for everything in life. Yeah, and karma's a motherfucker. Yeah, I it see is. you see it in a lot. Hey, bro, you see it in basketball sometimes. You'll see a team that's got a reputation of fast break. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this team that nobody's talking about, they fast break too. They go in the finals, and the coaches say, fast break them. And the team that's been fast breaking motherfuckers, they know how to execute, but they forget how to defend the fast break. Mm. And they fucking lose. It happens all the time in different type of sports and different situations, man. Well, the rematch is going to be absolutely yeah, yeah, that's fascinating. that's going to be fascinating to see what's going to happen there. The rematch with Weidman and Anderson Silva will be the greatest rematch in the history of the UFC. No doubt about it. And everybody's going to want to know if Weidman can do it again. And everyone's going to want to know how is Anderson going to recover. That's going to be fascinating as fuck, man. Woo! That's going to be crazy. Jesus, I, I can't write out a guy like Anderson Silva. I can't. I've been right there with you watching you can't. 17 fights and the three or two before that on YouTube, whatever. You can't write this guy off. You cannot write this him off. But then, however... Know, However, we've seen it with a lot of other fighters. Age takes whatever. Yep. The money, the children, you know. It's it's a new age. I can't wait to see. Today I saw a picture of this Gustafson against John Jones, the fucking, uh, the, the whatever. Look at that fight. Those are two monsters. That's two monsters. Yeah. Well, you know, and one of the things about a guy like Anderson, we were comparing him to a guy like Bernard Hopkins, who's 10 years older than him. Watch how Bernard fights. Bernard Hopkins is a brilliant defensive fighter. Brilliant. You very rarely see Bernard Hopkins get clipped. You know, and when he gets clipped, his boxing is good enough that he knows how to go into a shell. He knows how to move. He knows how to give you angles. And he gets away with shit. He's got a good chin and he gets away with shit. And one of the reasons why he's got a good chin is he hasn't taken a beating ever. He's never taken a beating his entire career. You know, Bernard Hopkins, like, he kept his skills past any of the fighters of his prime. Like, think about his fight with Roy Jones Jr., like him and Roy Jones Jr., they duked it out once, and Roy beat him. But when they duked it out a second time, Bernard Hopkins basically just like boxed him, boxed just him. boxed him up because Bernard's skills hadn't deteriorated like Roy's reflexes. Like Roy's skills were so reflex based, he was so speed and reflex based. In my opinion, he was the scariest boxer that you would ever have to compete against. I mean, Mike Tyson was ferocious and terrifying, so I shouldn't say he was a man. It was close. So it was, actually, that was a, actually a line in a, 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 a Nas song. This is Welcome to the New World. The new Mike Tyson's Roy Jones. That was because Roy Jones was just knocking everyone silly. He didn't do it the same way that Tyson did. He did it with just like speed and ridiculous combinations and insane accuracy. He could just move in a way that other dudes couldn't move. Like if you go back and watch like his highlight reels, god damn he was amazing. But he fought like this weird style with your hands down and he didn't throw a lot of jabs. He threw like a leaping left hook, but he was so fast with it he would just catch guys on the chin. He would light him up with it. He threw a lot of lead right hands. He had like a different style, and his style was based on his ability to cover ground and his accuracy. And as soon as he started getting older and started getting hit and slowed down, that style was like a, 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 now actually a detriment. And so he stopped being offensive. Like one of the most disheartening things about watching Roy Jones Jr. fight now is not that he's still fighting, is that he's not hurting anybody. Like, when you watch him fight, he's, he's, he has to be much more defensive. He's been knocked out a few times now. So now it's like his boxing is almost like he's, he's boxing 
he's trying to win, but he's also trying to not get knocked out. How old is he now? I believe he's forty. Now, does he he owes money, get into I think. MMA? Yeah, he wants to get into MMA. That's why he the, was dead. The word is uh, there was an article uh, about some tax issues and some. You know, I, I would imagine that he thinks that. There's some good money for him in MMA. And even at his age, all the fights that he's been in, and the, the toll that that takes on your body, his boxing skills are so far and above the average MMA fighter that it would be kind of interesting, especially if you give a guy like Roy Jones Jr. little tiny gloves. Think of how fast he is with regular gloves. You know, I mean, imagine. Give Manny Pacquiao little MMA gloves and, and imagine how quick he's punching you in the face. And Can you even see it coming? I mean, how do you stop that? There's like four ounces on them as opposed to, the what is it, six or eight that he's wearing on a regular basis? That's a big difference, man. Those little tiny knuckle gloves, that's a big difference. A guy like Manny Pacquiao got an MMA. Jesus. Just teach him how some, teach him some butterfly guard, how to sprawl, how to get back to your feet. Just work with him on that for a couple of years, and then set him loose. How old is Manny now? It's a good question. He's in his thirties, right? Thirty-six, Manny Pacquiao. How old is Manny Pacquiao? Hey, don't be a dick. <laughs> I'll say it right. Would you like me to search the web for? Yes. Searching the web for how old is Manny Pacquiao? Pacquiao. <laughs> Yeah, Paquillo. What the up. fuck? Uh, he was born uh, December seventeenth. He's thirty-four. Thirty-four. Oh, he's a young man. Too. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. Not in the world of boxing. In the world of boxing is a different world. There's only a few Bernard Hopkins. As a matter of fact, he's the only one that I can even think of. There's no one else that's managed to keep their career going that deep into their forties. No one but in the world the of Manny boxing. Manny Pacquiao's thirty-four. What right. I'm saying is he hasn't taken a lot of beats. Yes, he has. Show. He has. Taken yeah, a lot he's of had. He's been in some wars. And that last knockout, that Juan yeah, Manuel yeah, Marquez yeah, that knockout, was, that was that's a career changer. That's a career changer. Because he ran into a telephone pole right hand. I mean, literally ran into it. So it was him moving forward really fast and Marquez catching him on the button. And they had two wars before that where they dropped each other. So those guys have had he's gone through those fights. And then the fight he lost with Bradley, that wasn't a war, but it was a tough fight, you know. But if you go, like, back to, like, some of his uh, his fights before then, you know, he he had been in some crazy fights. I mean, even though he's still winning and looking spectacular, you know, there there's some wild exchanges. Thirty four. Yeah. And you know who? Know, I mean, there was also like rampant speculation of performance enhancing substances. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, and then there's always the question: Are they when when fighters do those things? It's like. Um, are they going to continue to do them? How are they going to, like, regulate it? How how do they, like, when you hit, like, really high peaks, like performance-enhancing drug peaks, the real issue is if they are doing something illegal, how are they going to maintain that level? And will they maintain that level? It's an artificial level. So it's like you're going to go ups and downs. you got to take time off in between doing it, and you got to make sure you catch it right. And sometimes they don't. And when they don't, you know, you'll see, like, real inconsistencies in their performance. You see them when they look absolutely sensational, and then you see them when they're in this, like, lull spot in between cycles. Who's not doing drugs? Can you please tell me? It's a good question. Who's not doing drugs? It's a good question. I think a lot of fighters aren't doing drugs. I know BJ Penn, I don't say I know, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think he would lie about that. That's part of, like, his whole honor with the whole uh, fight game. And John Fitch, I think, is another one. I don't think John Fitch has ever done anything. I... 
personally talked to him about it, and he said he would never be able to live it himself if you know he knew that he got there because he was doing something. He was using something. That dude got really far with just like fucking grittiness and toughness and will, you know, without any enhancement to his body, artificial. But there's a lot of folks out there that do do it. I don't know how many. You wouldn't know unless you're there with them. It's all speculation because some guys just have sensational genetics. Some guys are just, they're just unbelievably robust and they heal quick and they, they look great. And you would swear that they're on something, but they're not on shit, you know? Which is part of the weird arguments because, like, not everybody is born. Like, everybody says it's an even playing field, but it's not. You know, if you're fighting, you're fighting John Jones, you're five foot two. There's no evil, even playing field. Oh, you both weigh 205? Yeah, it should be fine. There's not an even playing field. You're crazy. He has a super body. You can't, you don't have a chance. It's not even. And there's nothing you can do, by the way. You can take all the steroids in the world. You're never going to beat John Jones. He had the mechanical advantage of his frame and his athleticism. The average guy is never going to be able to fuck with that. But you figure like every actor over 50 right now in Hollywood is shooting fucking shit. Musicians are on the tour doing the 60 and 70. They're mm-hmm. shooting shit. Well, most of the guys, I think, use the cream. They use, uh, the, you see those t- those cream ads, testosterone cream. Now, what about the spray? A lot that of, our yeah. friend said that is going to be huge. There's a spray. Yeah, it's a, an oral spray. Is it good? Yes. That's really? going to be the next one. Yes. Apparently, the uh, absorption rate is, is even better than um, rubbing it on your skin, the transdermal method. It's better when you put it in your mouth. You spray it like a, you give yourself a shot in the morning with your like you, you know your uh, mouthwash. Do your mouthwash and then give yourself a shot of testosterone, and you're off on your way. Do, 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 is, do, it, do, is that do, cream you have to rub do, all over do, your do, whole do. entire body, or you rub it on your upper arms and shoulders? What if you just masturbated with it? You could masturbate with it, I guess. Would it help anything? Maybe, but what if you cleaned up and you accidentally cleaned up your test cream because you thought it was just jizz? <laughs> And you would waste some of your test cream. I've been Unless you're a dirty bastard, you just nut all over yourself and then pull your underwear over it and let it all cook. <laughs> let it all stew inside your, your ball sack area. I've been masturbating with Monistat once a week now because it like keeps your your levels like down. Your levels of what? AIDS? <laughs> no. <laughs> what levels do you have? <laughs> what is Monistat, first of all? That's is that it. some shit women use for yeast infections? Yeah, absolutely. What is wrong with you, Because boy? I found out that you can have, guys have yeast infections, and that's why like, oh if you have God. sex with a girl and she has a yeast infection, a lot of times you gave it to her because you have don't have usually any symptoms. Hmm. So one of the things to get rid of that is put Monistat on your dick. And around your balls and around that shit, at least once a month. But he's like every twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, here's, the, here's the weirdest thing, Joe Rogan. Ninety four was an open mic comic, and I was getting divorced, and I moved to New York, and I would work in the city, and I was on the coke, and I had to send child support, and I just couldn't make it all work. So part of my angle every morning, I get a suit before I went to work in the city. I go to Fort Lee A and P right there by the George Washington Bridge, and they just finished stocking the shelves, and I had a briefcase, like a bookcase, like I was a businessman going to the city. And I'd put Monistat in there, in the cases. And uh, Monistat, and there was something else they liked. Like, uh, not the little aspirins, but the big aspirins. Uh-huh. And I'd walk over the George Washington Bridge, take it to a bodega. And that's all they would buy from you, is yeast infection medication. Like, that's what they tell you when you brought them shit. They're like, keep bringing it. That's the most important what? thing up in Spanish Harlem. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that yeast Monistat 7. <laughs> So oh I would walk God. it over the bridge. I got like 60, 70 bucks in those days. I was an open mic. I didn't give a fuck. I was just going over there just enough to have money to get a hot dog, a bag of weed, and do whatever. That's how crazy. They were. The guys would say, 
make sure it's the monostat. Bring the monostat. It's isn't it amazing how much people identify with their genitals because there's a, a thing that women hate more than not more than anything. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's a massive generalization that I have to stop myself. But there's one thing that a lot of women really do not appreciate, and that's stinky pussy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could talk about your stinky feet. You can talk about a girl's stinky feet. You can ca- talk about a girl's breath. You can talk about a girl's butt. You can't talk about a girl's stinky pussy. Like, to them? To them. You can't. There's a lot of people that don't like when you talk about it even on stage. Really? Like, yes, yes, yes. I've seen someone do a stinky pussy joke, and then I've seen women in the audience going, oh, come on. Just upset that you put that possibility out there. I could buy, I've never smelt a bad fucking pussy like what people serious? talk about. That's because like you did a, a lot of coke. No. Your, no, your nose is like numb, bro. Like, I'm a fucking against that. If I pick up a chick at a bar and she's dirty, I'll take, I'll make that chick take a shower. It's I'll not going to help. I don't, oh, yes, it will. It Water. won't help us. A yeast infection. No, no. But I, oh, no, no, I'm oh, lying. Yes, it will. God, I finger banged the girl in, oh, in Idaho Falls, an Indian, an American Indian. I finger, she had those. Daisy Dukes on. I was oh, doing no. one of those triple one-nighters, and I'm all horned up, though. I got like $32. I got no blow. I'm drinking Budweiser. I'm <laughs> fucking furious. And I'm dancing with her, and she let me touch her ass. Joe Rogan, and I stick my hand in like this way, like four-finger loop. Oh, my like, God. Like a fucking twat. And I had that fucking yoga on my hand. fingers. Look at the size at of the his hands. And I was fingering her this way. You know, uh, Bruce Lee, you know, I was thinking of this one. Like Makiwara? Like Makiwara style. And I took it out. Iron Palm. I I was dancing with it, and I could smell my hand. Oh, no. And that was it. I remember I just fucking went, so I got to go do something. That's a sad moment. And you you can't get it off either. Do you know that the smell of fish is actually from old cum, usually? So if it's a really strong uh, fish smell, that means there's cum inside of her. That's funny because that's what my balls always smell like if I jerk off and don't wipe up. It smells like fish. This is what it smells like. So I realize I'm pathetic. I used to take this lazy girl and was a wipe dirty up freak. my own jizz. I shoot sheet of my pubes and pull my underwear out. By the way, I've done that dozens of times in my life too. What do you do? Not just once. I shoot if I jerk off, I just shoot a load on my pubes. I don't even bother cleaning it up. I just pull my underwear up. I do that. Especially if I'm in the house. I'm like, as long as it's covered, what yeah. do I give a fuck? If I'm in the hotel and by myself, I'll yeah, bang when I run in the shorts. I don't Who give cares? a fuck. Who cares? I bang when I'm in the bed and lay down, and I don't give a fuck. It's my own fucking... <laughs> All day. It's my whole, I don't know fuck about it. This is my little tropical helmet juice, but that was the only time I really ever, like... I dated a chick that one. Before I started dating her, the chick was a little... Pre- this is when I was like 19, 20, and I didn't know what to expect of a pussy that didn't smell oh like anything. Oh, my goodness. She took care of it. What happened? No, that. <laughs> well, she took care of it. It was amazing. Well, that's good. I, I would sniff it and everything and never sniff nothing. It was delicious. I, I, I knew a girl when I was young that had a problem. Did you say something to her? No, I did not. I was too, I couldn't. I mean, it was, it was back then when, you know, when you're in your teenage years and you're fooling around, you don't know what the hell you're doing. The last thing you do is start bringing things up. Did you keep eating it, though? Oh, no, there was none of that. No, there was none of that going on. She didn't want you to do that. She knew something was wrong, but it was just like, it was one of those things where I bet, you know, she was a Catholic girl, and I bet her parents didn't talk to her about it. I bet she had no idea, and I bet she thought that's just what they smelled like, you know, and it was was unfortunate, you know. She figured it out later, though, later in life. She called you up and told you? No, no, no. I, I, I hooked up with her later when I was in, like, in my 20s, like, once. And uh, I was like, oh, it's all, all cleaned up now. <laughs> Imagine if it still was a mess, like longest running yeast infection ever. Just, no one ever talked to her. It was just like always this thing that was never discussed. 
Yeah. Some, do you ever prejudge a woman? Like, do you judge a woman and go, that chick's pussy stinks? <laughs> like, sometimes I look at a woman, I go, I guarantee her pussy smells fucking horrible. <laughs> you know, her ass. I can look at a chick and go, I yeah. guarantee her ass smells fucking Well, if bad. you've seen a girl that's like a sloppy drunk with dirty feet, you got to imagine there's something going on. I always go by weight, usually. because Bigger girls have a worse smell? Yeah, because they could be like trying to clean their pussy for like the last five years and it was like the wrong crack. Yeah, but time. I dated this Italian skinny chick that had a little wang to her monkey when I was a kid. I mean, it didn't stop wang me from eating her. It didn't stop me from eating her. She was skinny. A slight like, wang. She had to be like 90 pounds, but her pussy weighed 60. She was one of those chicks and she was Italian, so it smelled like fucking, it was tremendous. Like mozzarella? Like mozzarella. <laughs> By the like, way, dog, when you're in Encino, and salami. down the block from that fucking uh, Cuban joint you turned me on. Yeah. To, that Domingo's ain't bad, huh? Is it? I've been. Yeah. I got the meatball sandwich. I got the calamari salad. Where's yeah. that? Is it like a deli? Up the, yeah. Right up the block from fucking... Uh, uh, Ventura? Yeah. Oh. Domingo's. I went there the other day. A lot of good restaurants on that street. A lot of good restaurants. Bro, somebody was telling me that's Ventura by my house, like studio said. That's where I invented sushi. Is that true? No. Fucking people like, bro, that's <laughs> where they invented you. sushi and shit. They invented like, sushi in Japan. I don't know. You never know no more. <laughs> Dog, they didn't, when did, <laughs> let me tell you something. You're Italian, right? You've been yeah. Italian all your life. Yeah. When did you eat ciabatta bread? A year ago. I never. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You never ate ciabatta bread. I never even heard of it. There was never ciabatta bread. Yeah. This shit that they invent now, that even the fucking people going. The yeah. Mexican's Taco Bell invents more shit yeah, than Spanish people. Yeah, chalupas <laughs> and galupas. Charangas. Even Mexicans are like, what the fuck are they talking about? So you never know anymore. I don't know what they're She was invented on Van Nuys. Yeah, what's what Taco Bell doing commercials where they have chefs pretending that the flavor had to be just right? Like they have a chef. Don't put anything online. Don't get us defamed. Huh? Oh, I'm Images, but you know that commercial. I thought you were gonna throw. Oh, up yeah, the little lady with the Mexican woman who, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's smelling vegetables. Yes. Like really, I'm gonna I'm make sure the celery is fresh. Yeah. She's smelling yeah. the fucking vegetables. Get out of here with those Wolf fucking radiation push. shit. Yeah, and who does that also is P- uh, Domino's. Like, have you had Domino's? Yeah, yeah, it's Dom- like, what the no, fuck? no, I like, won't they eat have that. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's frozen pizza crust with shitty sauce. That's what it is. Is Domino's frozen? I don't think they're frozen. I don't think anybody does that. But yeah, Olive Garden. All of our all of Garden's food is frozen. Is it? I think so. I oh, think, come on. I think that what what the, the the story is is that they get like like things like almost like uh, frozen food where they just kind of thaw it out on noodles. Like that the whole thing's just frozen. Get the fuck out of here! You can't say that unless you know for sure. We can get in trouble. allegedly. Stop your allegedly. You got to stop doing that, dude. You're gonna get people sued. Google it. You can't just say the Olive Garden does that. You're the one who's always talking about the fucking Olive Garden like it's so awesome. Now you're turning on them. This is a classic case of a relationship gone bad. People get used to each other, and then they turn on them. At one time, you were my love, and now I hate you. The truth behind their school. Well, you read up on that and get back to us later, all right? (laughs) Read it up. You can't be defaming uh, a fine American institution. Jesus Christ. I said a legend. How dare you? No, but you're, I know you're in that area. That whole area is bomb. Is that it fucking really, Versailles, bro? I love that place. That Cuban joint that the we go to. The chicken with the fucking Ooh. beans. Everybody says that. Chicken with garlic. The garlic chicken with, with onions. Man. You like onions? I love they them. They smother Mother. it with yeah, onions. That's what they do. Cuban style. Savages. That chicken is so goddamn good. It's the best chicken in the world. 
I love that chicken. Yeah, that that Domingo's is next to the Baklava Factory. Okay, I you know, know exactly, you know exactly where, where it is. Where it is. Yeah. Right in there. And yeah. they fucking make, I mean, I've been hearing it from Steve Simone, D'Agostino. Mm. They bring, and then D'Agostino brought me a half a meatball sandwich to the house. Mm. He goes, taste this. And I was like, yeah. There's an episode of Anthony Bourdain's show where he goes to this spot in New York City that's been around since the 1800s with the same family. And they bring him over spaghetti with gravy and meatballs. And that's what they call it, gravy. Gravy, yeah. They call it gravy back then. It's like... Old style East Coast Italian, and you look at the spaghetti is yellow, and the, the sauce is red. You look at that meatball, that's and you're like, lead, "Oh bro. my god, that's red lead. That's lead. What kill, that's what kills you, boy. <laughs> like you got to eat that at five and go for a walk. You red lead because it just it's tranquilizes red, you. It's red yeah. lead, what do they put in that? What do real guineas put in that sauce? Let's get down to it. Sausage, brujo, sausage, yeah, meat, nothing yeah. healthy. No. Like now, Italians now, yeah. for the last 10 years, now real Italians, because of their heart, they eat turkey. <laughs> put a little turkey in that motherfucker. It tastes the same, dog. Don't worry. <laughs> turkey, you're already written on, dog. It tastes the same. That shit started 10 years ago. Yeah. But you think about what red lead is. They put the beef, the fucking... Sunday no, sauce. Yeah, there's nothing healthy in there. Yeah, they always had a Sunday sauce. And the Sunday sauce would be just all kinds of shit. Sausage and meatballs. Why do you go to sleep after you eat it? <laughs> How many protein grams do you, your body assimilates, what, 30 grams? I don't know. Yeah, like 30. That. You need 150 a day to build muscle. That shit is 90. 90 your body that crashes. Like, your body crashes, though. And the fat from the pork And the fat. pork and the fucking bread. That's the flavor. The pork's the flavor. That's the flavor, Are good for us? Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, you got to have the pork. The pork's the flavor. Don't put too much. Don't, don't put, put too much onions. <laughs> I put one onion. So I put, I put one, one onion. <laughs> That fucking scene makes me hungry, hungry every time. Every time. No. When Paulie's slicing the, uh, the, 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 the garlic with the razor blade. With a manicure. Oh, my With a fucking manicure in jail. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got for us? You got some bread? Throw it over here. You got some wine? I got salami. Yeah. Got some I got some prosciutto. I got some prosciutto. <laughs> if that was really, I wonder if that was really how they lived yeah, in they jail. Did. They really, really did. You could get anything a, in there. That's you know, amazing. I called, uh, I'm trying to do a special. So I'm trying to figure out what to do, and it's between Houston and Denver. But if I do it in Denver, I'm going to go close to where I did time, mm-hmm. at Camp George West. It's a little camp right by Golden, Colorado, the House of Coors. Dude, I think I'm going to do my next special in Denver. Yeah, I think it's that's the place to go. I think I'm going to do my next special at a comedy club. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going to do my next one at the Comedy Works. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I haven't talked to Wendy about it. Take it back. Oh, it's one of my favorite places to be. Yeah, yeah, I ever. like those small things too. That's the problem. Mm. I want a comedy club, but I hear that some comedy clubs you got to give them twenty grand. When you're saying you, oh no, when you're saying you would do it uh, where, near where you got arrested, like where was that? I got arrested in Boulder, so I could do the Fox Theater. Dude, Boulder's great. I could do a bunch of stuff. Do in Boulder. Boulder while school's in session? Are you fucking kidding me? We could go there anytime we want. You you tell me you want to book a show in Boulder. I'll book a show with you tomorrow I'm in Boulder, it, man. I love it. I I've been trying it. to kidnap my wife and bring her back there forever. Boulder is the shit. Man, That's the greatest town on earth. I mean, it's right up there with Alaska. That Anchorage, Alaska, but Alaska gets too cold. Boulder gets the food, like tower. How good was the fish up there, though? It's incredible. Did you get any, any halibut? Did you eat any halibut? No, no. yeah. No, I, did, I think we had some halibut. What were the fish you were catching? Oh, was I had them. some crab legs. How good were they? Oh, amazing. It's amazing. You're getting them it's fresh. You're getting fresh Alaskan King crab legs. Fuck Gelston's with oh. that bullshit. $82, and it gets here two days later. The, so. What's really badass about Alaska is the people, though. The people are just top-notch, man. They were so fucking cool. They couldn't have been cooler. 
It was just like one of those places you're like, oh, I get it. When you're just there for a day, you're just like, oh, man, people are, they're, they are different up here. They're different because they got to deal with an extreme climate and they all bond together, you know? Like they were talking, one of the dudes that was working there was talking about Jewel, you know, because Jewel is, is from, from Alaska. Alaska. And apparently something happened once where she had to cancel a show. And uh, then when she came back after she had canceled, it was like really low attendance because people were disappointed. They don't forgive you for stuff like that. Like they think like you, you like you, you're a part of a community. And if you cancel something, especially if you don't have like the best excuse ever, they get upset at you. I, thought, I found that fascinating. I don't know. <laughs> they said she's normal. They said she's like a normal person. She's out there, just you know. Everybody knows where her house is. No, nobody fucks with her. By the way, it's like just normal. Have you watched the Liberace movie? No, on HBO. I heard, I heard you were doing good. a bit about it on stage. I, heard it's I, good. I, I didn't hear it. I loved it. I loved it. Really? It's to so some people. It's to to for me. It's to see what I seen growing up. Creepy old fags trying to pick up young <laughs> fucking guys and doing it. And how he did it, Joe. How he did it. How he did it. He had a lawyer. He had his manager that would just write the people checks and got to give them the jewelry back. It was brilliant. That's only, funny. I'll tell you what he did. He, the Matt Damon's character, he made him get plastic surgery to look like him. Watch the fucking movie. That's hilarious. Watch the fucking movie. You're going to die. You're going to die when he gets Matt Damon in side control with his dick in his mouth. Oh, my God. he goes, God. Well, who's up? And oh, my God. he just swallows God. that fucking sword. Listen to me. Watch the movie. Is it really that good? <laughs> just watch the movie, though. That sounds it's probably amazing. It's going to be like Brokeback Mountain. It's, 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 not, sounds it's, it's not like Brokeback Mountain, but it's interesting to see. You know, listen, man. We've heard some fucked up shit living in Hollywood. We've right. heard a lot of stories. Yes. But you never heard of a motherfucker making another motherfucker do plastic surgery. To look like to him. To look like him. And then threw his ass out and gave him 75 grand. Wow. So I found out the Olive Garden thing. I guess it used to be fresher. Back in the day, they used to make noodles out in the open so everyone could see it and stuff. But the co- cut cost, they've kind of cut right, certain things down. But, it's not but, but it's, it's, uh, a lot of people were saying, like, always say the sauces were always frozen. Supposedly half the shit's frozen, half of it's not. Mm. But just like every other restaurant, you don't get chicken, raw chicken well, every day. Usually. Listen, if you want low prices, yeah. you got you to deal with that shit. So this Liberace movie, it's called Behind the, the Candelabra. Candelabra. Right. And when did it come out? It came out about two months ago, and I didn't watch it. I didn't know what it was. And I got stuck watching it one night, and I'm like, what the fuck? This is amazing. He was a veterinarian, and how this guy picked him up, <laughs> and how he got rid of the he guy He was a bef- veterinarian? How he got rid of the guy before him, like that he just got rid of him, and then he had a bunch of guys, that, and how he would just latch on to young guys and touch their leg. It was just really... Uh, you got to just see the fuck. Well, that's the thing with baller gay dudes. Baller gay, baller no, gay dudes, gay. they these get guys, twinks. These guys are real old school fags, bro. He had a wig. <laughs> he had a wig. He sucked that Matt. He was sucking dick without his wig on. The Did first he take time, his wig off in, oh, the, yeah, in the movie? Oh, yeah. The first time Matt Damon sees him, he goes, ah, who's this? And he goes, oh, that's the first time you saw me without a wig. And it's fucking Michael Douglas. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to just 20, 30 minutes. I'm watching that. Awesome. <clears throat> I'm watching that tonight. That's my favorite new movie, and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> that might be my favorite because movie, and always, I haven't even seen they it. They always, you know, when I first got here in 98, the big thing was that book, You'll Never Work in This Town Again. Remember that hooker wrote a book, yeah. and she had Don Henley in the book mm-hmm. and Charlie Sheen. How rude. Don Henley would get five hookers, <laughs> tell them to bend over. They weren't even allowed to pop their head open. They were all in downward dog for hours. Nobody in that group of hookers had carpal tunnel syndrome. Do you understand me? Right. He would make five hookers come over, put them in downward. I'm not trying to be cute. 
he'd do coke and walk around with a robe and put his dick in him, pump him twice, take it out, walk over to that other hooker, pump it twice, and look at him and go put on Hotel California and sit down. <laughs> do two more lines of coke. Up in the hotel oh, he California. Was, but that was before is, Viagra too. This is before Viagra, and this is. But now it was like. But he asked him. He asked him Liberace. He's like, "How do you do it? How do you, how do you fucking do it? How do you, uh, you know, how did you fuck me four times today?" And he, so there's shit in there too. You can see Liberace does the poppers, and Matt Damon won't sniff the poppers. So wow, this sounds like the best movie ever. Now, how how do, does poppers make you get your dick hard? Is that Bro, I, I thought poppers pop- was like a relaxing. I'm not thing. a popper type of guy, but in the gay community, I guess when you fuck another guy in the muffler, you hit him with a popper, and it keeps his dick hard. I don't know. So I thought it was. Don't, um, quote, me. I, don't <laughs> quote me. A popper. I, I, I was never into popper. What's what do they call it? What's a little fucking thing? Guys? Email nitrates. But what are they, what's the, the, there's a brand locker room. What is it? Is there a brand? Uh, There's a brand of popper? Yeah. No, I've never taken. I don't even know what a popper is. Brian's it's, got one up his butt yeah, right now. Brian's got him in his fucking house. That's his middle name in Columbus, Popper. <laughs> the fuck are you kidding? <laughs> this motherfucker was making sixth graders sniff that shit. It's popper uh, speed. No, it's this joint. It's this drink. And what happened was, what time at the the Miami Improv had a had a condo. Across the street from it, the old Miami Improv. It belonged to one of the owners. It was where he put his mistresses and shit, his bitches. But after he bought the club, he donated to the club, and it had the bed in the wall. I must have fucked 80 women in there. I used to tie them up up there. I would tie them up and do, put Coke rocks in their pussy and shit, and they would all wake up tied up like Jesus and shit. And if you get that bed, you can still see like eight ropes still left on there. I always had to get new rope to tie them up. But one time, I wasn't there, and they called me, and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in L.A., what's going on? They're like, were you at the condo two weeks ago? And I'm like, no. And they're like, because whoever was there left a mess, and they left a thousand poppers. Oh, and I go, no. well, I like the type of mother. I snort coke, dog. Don't confuse me with doing fucking poppers. And it was a little thing like this. And you opened it, and it had locker in it. It said, what's that, like rock locker room or something? That's and, what it was called? And you would sniff it, and it'd get you, like, high, like, for 60 <laughs> seconds. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that shit's supposed to give you, like, instant brain damage, too. It's supposed to also give you AIDS, I think. <laughs> no, that was what <laughs> Duesberg was claiming, that that was a part of, uh, you know, yeah. I shouldn't even. That that was the most controversial podcast we ever did. Ooh. The AIDS podcast. Oh. The, uh, we had this guy Peter Duesberg, and Duesberg is a uh, uh, he's a professor at the University of California Berkeley. He's a biologist, and he was the one that said that HIV doesn't cause AIDS. So we had this guy on and uh, tried to have him explain it to us. Of course, we're idiots, so we don't we don't know if what he's saying is right or wrong. He might be completely full of shit. He might be making shit up. We we you know Brian and I have no idea. And so I said, well, let me um, get Matt Staggs to see if he can get someone to debate him. Nobody would debate the dude. Everybody was telling me I was an asshole for having him on. Because, okay, I don't know. But do you, are you sure that he's not right? He's a goddamn biologist at the University of California, Berkeley. Published biologist who has res- all this like peer-reviewed research on cancer that everybody respects. And he's saying crazy shit like HIV doesn't cause AIDS. The problem is, I'm an idiot. Okay, so when I go online and I try to read the arguments, like whether or not it does or doesn't, it seems to me that if more people are saying it does, then I would go with them. Because they're scientists, right? There's a few of these rogue guys like him that say it's just they're taking amyl nitrate and they're taking crystal meth and they're just crushing their immune system. And that's why these guys are all getting sick. And it's not HIV killing them. It's partying that's killing them. 
But then people say, oh, you're, he's a homophobe for saying this, and it's a terrible thing he's doing, and it's an injustice, and blood is on his hands, and people are still dying of AIDS. So he's saying that people are getting HIV because they don't take care of themselves. Exactly. The drugs. Exactly. Here's what a proper bottle looks like. This is a so, Iraqi yes. horse. If, you, if anybody yeah. hears this rush, and you know. Rush. I'm sorry. Oh, that's legal? Iraqi yeah. horse. Yeah, you can just buy them in the stores. For what? What's the like, use for? What are you supposed to use sex. it for? Oh my God! Wholesale gay poppers. That's legal. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, son. Go back. Don't, listen, Uncle I don't Joe think he's dropping knowledge on you, don't, motherfuckers. Um, today, don't promote these because these are probably killing people. But uh, if anybody knows anybody that's a, a, a biologist who wants a date, uh, date, wants to fuck Peter Duesberg, <laughs> show him some AIDS. No, debate. My apologies, Mr. Duesberg, sir. It was just a joke. I'm a comedian. If it was any other show, you'd probably really be mad at me right now. But those jokes happen often. Um, I wanted someone to debate him, but nobody wanted to have any pieces. Because of he shit. was too intelligent, or because no, I think it's like a Holocaust denier. Like if you debate a Holocaust denier, you're actually like giving them some form of credit. You're like by even debating them, especially if a, like a legit historian sits down with a Holocaust denier, like it's such a preposterous idea that even to be connected with it is somehow or another pr- promoting it, and so it's so distasteful that nobody wants to talk to a Holocaust denier. It's a you know it's you don't even give them the time of day. A Holocaust denier. Yes. Okay. A denier, someone who says the Holocaust didn't happen. There's a lot of people like that out there, by the way. There's a lot of crazy fucks that think that the concentration camps, and I'm going to get some tweets now. Well, what you need to know is that they exaggerated the numbers. And what I need to know is why are you concentrating on that? Why are you even trying to doubt that aspect of history? I mean, have you ever watched those videos where you see those poor fucking people being led to the concentration camps? There's no doubt horrific shit went on you know you trying to reduce the numbers it's it's actually four million not six it's a horrible time in history disgusting and you know what's really fucked up about the holocaust it was so recent you know when i was a little kid i remember i was i was born in 1967 and when i was a little kid uh i remember that we were like talking about world war ii and uh we were talking about World War II and the Holocaust, and it seems so long ago because it was, you know, at the time, maybe like 30 years ago. It was like 1977 or something like that when I was 10. And it seems like a, a million years ago. But now when I think back of 30 years ago, like 1977 is like basically 30 years ago. That shit is so recent. Yeah. It's so goddamn recent. Like, I can remember 1977. I don't remember a lot of things. I remember my mother had a gold barracuda. You know, I, I remember uh, <clears throat> we uh, lived in San Francisco. Well, I remember some Jaws. shit. I remember some shit from, from 1977. <clears throat> so that freaks me out that that recently people could have done that. That that recently people could have just decided that all Jews are evil and we're going to kill them all. You know, how many people did Stalin kill? You know, how many people... How many people did Hitler kill? Just 47. You know what's crazy, Joe You ever see Hitler's artwork? <clears throat> no. It's amazing. <laughs> he was a really talented artist. Like, he could have totally just been a famous artist. First of all, how dare you? <clears throat> You're never supposed to give credit, uh, credit at all to Hitler. Like, someone in the UFC Q&A said, if you could fight anyone in history, who would it be? I said, Hitler. So I'll fuck Hitler up. I'd kick the shit out of Hitler. That's a, I'll bet the house that I'm going to win. Awesome. Come on, man. They didn't even have vitamins back then. Who oh, fucked that dude up with his stupid mustache? Look at that. That's pretty sweet, though. I mean, 
He was a pretty good artist. That is kind of amazing. Yeah. So Hitler was a good artist. Yeah. Well, you know who else? Was? Kevorkian. We've shown those on the yeah. podcast before, remember? Yeah. Kevorkian was a freaky artist. Man. Did he die yet? I do not know. I think he did. Remember for years you had yeah. him out of every other fucking yeah. week. Now you don't hear nothing. They put him in jail when he was an old man, you know? The whole thing's kind of crazy. You should be able to, you know, should be able to die when you want to die, man. There's you're a, in, especially if you're in fucking serious pain. Like, why why shouldn't you be able to die? There's a new uh, Hitler's Chicken. Have you heard about that? Hitler's that, Chicken? Yeah, it's in Thailand that just opened up, and their KFC is going to sue them because it was an old KFC, and they actually... Oh, my God. <laughs> they actually... Hitler fried chicken in <laughs> Thailand? Oh, my God. It's KFC, and they just put Hitler's face on it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy! Yeah. Why can't you do that though? Have, has enough time passed? I bet you could sell Genghis Khan French fries. <coughs> I bet if you had Genghis Khan's fries, I think it's because nobody would fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, but I think it's because ovens are involved. You know, and the, you know the ovens. I didn't think of that. <laughs> How do you know they're not frying them? Oh, that's true. Yeah, they use like deep frying techniques. Who, who gives a fuck? It's chicken. It's not a fucking hu- human. It's just. It's not long enough ago. But you could have Genghis Khan French fries. You could have you. How about Caesar? Little Caesar. How about that? Caesar was an evil cunt. They were all evil cunts. They're all responsible for the death of millions. Now they're a cute little cartoon that's holding up a pizza. Fucking little Caesar. You ever think of that? Think of little Caesar. Caesar was. Uh, there's never been a Caesar. Julius Caesar. Never been a Caesar. Didn't have blood on his hands. Romans were crazy. They were fucking savages. By the time the fall of the Roman Empire was going on. How many of those Caesars didn't have, like, a few deaths on their hands? Quite a few. What's up with that? Is that the Hitler chicken? It's <laughs> a Hitler chicken. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, Hitler didn't walk like that. It's a Nazi yeah. chicken, right? Now, if, what does it say that shit? Just step. to go back to that fucking bottle you had. What does it say it does to you, the gay poppers? Joey's gonna... still fascinated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's never left. He's uh, been pretending to care about Hitler. I don't give a fuck about Hitler. Fuck that motherfucker. I'm thinking about that getting fucking guy. Listen, I'm done with Coke, but poppers are not out of the question. No, 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 no. no. I wouldn't. I talked to my doctor. Poppers are good for my heart. That's why they sell them in the black market. Gay, uh, turns out, Joe Rogan, gay dudes have a 10% healthier heart because of poppers. So tell Doosberg you can shove it up your ass. Uh, the effects are in, like like brief but intense. Uh, the effects are a sudden surge of blood to the heart and the brain. So like if you oh, were, shit. if you wanted that to doesn't sound good. If you wanted to answer a really important question, take some poppers. <laughs> uh, if you want to answer a really important question, will you marry me? Hold on, one on the ass. <laughs> or like let's the, say, or if you're on a game da, show. Da, 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 da. How long would you say the Imagine if you're on a game show, you just throw a popper in your mouth. Brian, you would give the worst advice ever. Imagine some poor foolies in front of Drew Carey's trying to guess the prices right. And, and you're like, Brian Redman said I should do a popper right now. It says that it, it uh, it's time slowing down. It feels like it's time slowing down. So like it, uh, it also is a heat flush sometimes, lightheadedness, giddiness. Someone's uh, doing that it on TV now, It lasts two to five, five minutes. And uh, someone's gonna do that on TV. By the way, speaking of drugs, you see the fucking Michael Jackson shit that was going on with this trial. No, they ain't giving this motherfucker money, dog. Who? The worst they could have done with this trial was really open up the world to what this guy really was. Did you see yesterday's article? No, I haven't been following it at all. Because it attracts on his ass. Oh no! Like the skin was too damaged from just shooting himself in the ass. 
with oh the devil. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This guy was fucking mm. out there. And somebody, a doctor that I go to see, said to me, he goes, these people don't know what kind of worms they're going to open up by doing this. This guy had skeletons in the closet that go back 30 fucking years since off the wall. Well, any guy who's, like, doing that much to his face, like, the craziness that he was doing, like, that famous picture of him where he had his nose, like, have, like, uh, there was, like, a skin graft over his nose. I think he was in, in court, right? You remember that picture, Brian? Yeah. Pull that picture up. See if you can find that picture. There's a picture of Michael Jackson's nose. Yeah, that's the old Michael Jackson that we used to that's love. That's him drinking whiskey uh, or vodka? vodka? with two midgets. Oh, my God. Is that real? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. You don't even know that that's real. <laughs> that's a goddamn sketch from the Man Show. <laughs> Drunk hipster that Michael Jackson. No, but dude, that's a guy doing. That was a Halloween costume. This is a real Michael Jackson. With two doves and a pair of underwear. <laughs> um, but go, go see if you can find the photo of his nose because it's one of the weirdest things ever. And I remember seeing that, saying, "This is a strange exercise in culture that we're seeing in Michael Jackson." Oh God! It just pulled it up and it freaked me. Yeah, out. because for every human being, um, you know, these are these are strange times. Like he's that's a skin graft over his nose or something. Maybe it's tape. It looks what is like it? it looks like the poster from Silence of the Lambs. Is that a tape over his nose? It's hard to tell what that is. Is it a bandage? It looks just like skin. It's hard to tell if that's skin or some kind of uh, owl face adhesive or something like that. But he. I remember looking at that image and thinking, wow, what has this guy done? Like, what is this guy? And then I remember thinking, what must the pressure be like when you're that guy? What must reality be like if you start off as a child, like super famous and loved by millions? You know? You remember A, B, C, hit sample is one, two, three. I mean, he was huge way, 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 way back before anybody knew how to handle it. And he was huge as a baby. Bro, and watch what this Justin Bieber's yeah, going to come on to me. Yeah. This Justin Bieber's going to make Michael Jackson look like a fucking puppet dog. You think so? He's going oh. to be black in like seven years. Yeah, he'll be he black in seven years. And, <laughs> he know, seems fine right now. He works out. No, his skin gets retarded. darker. He's trying to get some pussy. Yeah, but he's Why are you hating on Justin? I hating on him. I'm just telling you what I see. You can't do 90 fucking miles an hour in, a, in, a, in Calabasas around white people. I see a dude with a chrome it. car getting his dick sucked on the rug. I see it fucking too. I uh, see it Someone's too. hating. Do you see him or uh, his car around here ever? Yeah. No, I've never I seen it. it. I see on the 101. See he apparently car. has a leopard print car now, an, one of those Audi R10s or something like that. Yeah. R8s, R10s, whatever it is. And it's got leopard print. Wasn't he, didn't he get in trouble with the Laugh Factory? <laughs> what happened to the Laugh Factory? Uh, uh, <laughs> I forget. He banged somebody's car at the Laugh Factory. He had a, he hit a paparazzi. That's what he did. Oh, yeah. uh, well, someone died on the Pacific Coast Highway because they were trying to take a picture of him. A paparazzi was running across the street and he got clipped. He died while. Um, look at that. Look at his Audi that's leopard print. Sexy. That is so silly. That's sexy as fuck. That's so silly. It's so silly that he would do that. What an ugly look <laughs> to that car. That's the most badass car. Like uh, that's Everlast is one of those. It's such a wicked looking car. To cover that thing with <laughs> looks like leopard a print. Purse. But that's like, that's the silliest, I can do whatever the fuck I want move ever, you know? He had a Karma Fisker that was chrome. Did you ever see that thing? Mm -hmm. That's just preposterous. How dare you? How dare you, young man? 
Running around a chrome car. I'm you, 10 years from now, he's going to be on heroin, fucking transporting Mexican fucking people, hey, doing a bunch of shit with a helicopter. Seems like a good kid. Maybe you he's going to do some yoga. Yeah, yeah, I met him at UFC. He's going to seem very friendly. Seem pretty down to earth, considering no who the fuck he is. Just think of how crazy you would be if you were Justin Bieber. Oh, my God. <laughs> think of what you would have done 20, if you had become Justin Bieber when 20, you were 15 or whatever he is. 20 years old with $50 million. Oh, my what you God. Like? What do you act like? You go crazy. What do you act like? What are you going to do? What, the world what? is your oyster. You think somebody comes to you and says, put your money away, you're going to listen to that person? You're going to go, fuck you. You. Right in the face. Bro, can you imagine you go to the standard and fucking just buy waitresses? Like, dog, how much for you? You'd be like that prince or the king in the Game of Thrones. That's what you'd be like. Be evil. You know, the amount of power, like, that's not the amount of power that a person should ever attain. And it's incredibly rare that a person ever does attain that type of wealth. Like, you got Justin Bieber type wealth. And the fact that he's getting it when he's seven am I boring you? What's going on here? The fact that he gets it when he's seventeen or whatever the hell he is. How old was he when he got super famous? Was it like seventeen? Something like younger? Fifteen? Fifteen? What is he now? Like nineteen? Something like that. He's like a young man now. We have this game that we play that like would could you beat up so and so, so and so? And we like say it to like, you know, and I said I could beat up Bieber. Because not really thinking, I was like, yeah, he's a little kid. I got old man fat strength. I could just sit on him or something like that. But then I saw him like with, with like his shirt off the other day on like some website. And it's like, holy shit, that dude could probably destroy me. He's fucking ripped. He's a little boy now. Fucked yeah. you up. Plus, I think he's like a blue belt or something. Do you think he could beat yes, you up, uh, Diaz? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's funny. Is he a blue belt in jiu-jitsu? Somebody told me that. No, you know who is too? Michael Jackson's son. He just got his blue belt. Really? I'm yeah, Gracie somewhere. Torrance. I'm pretty yes. sure. So it's a legit blue belt. Fucking Ustream, man. Ustream keeps lagging out. I don't know why <clears throat> Ustream keeps sucking it lately. We got to figure out what's going on with this. But people are complaining like nuts. Yeah, they complain in the mornings too. Shit's going on. Too many commercials. This and this. Well, and that's that. not the problem we're having. We're just having a problem with it cutting out like crazy. But is it come? What's that? The, the app is good. It's working. Yeah. But is it um, when we upload it to Vimeo, it's do we fine. get a clean? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so watch the Vimeo. Don't pay attention to us. Why are you watching us right now anyway? And the fact that it works on the <laughs> iPad fine just goes to believe that it is more, again, a Flash plug-in problem. Hmm, that's interesting. So maybe I should try it on, a, on another browser. All right, let me try it on another browser. I'm going to shut this bitch off, and I'm going to try it. Well, you're on Chrome right there? Yeah, I'm going to try it on Safari. Where you at this weekend, Joe Diaz? I got a couple things this weekend, a couple spots, nothing too fucking serious. Next week I go to Philadelphia. Yeah. I go to fucking Helium. Thursday, <sighs> Friday, and Saturday, oh, ready to rock. Okay, we were, like we were talking about, like great clubs. Yep. It doesn't yep. get any better yep. than that. <clears throat> doesn't get any better and than Helium that. Helium opened one in Buffalo. I had to change that date, and uh, I'm doing Portland in September also, so I'm pretty excited. I'm, oh, you're doing Helium in Portland yeah, as yeah, well? Like oh, sweet baby Jesus. I'm pretty excited for Philly, though. You got to bring Helium's are the bomb, dude. They, what am I, 12? The bomb, bro. <laughs> and they're going to open another one, I think, in St. Louis. I put it on Safari immediately, it lags out. Really? Immediately. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You stream. How old's Paris Jackson? Um, He looked like he's like 17 or something. I mean, like that. a girl. Oh, um, I think she's like, uh, she's in her teens, I think. Not sure. Is she 18 yet? I, I feel bad about her. Well, I feel bad about all of them, man. I mean, what a strange way to live your life. Yeah, to, to grow up that famous. You know, what are you doing over there, Joey? 
Are you reading your phone? <laughs> no, no, I'm sending back an email. Sending back an email. This is, this is bad shit here, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> what? Nothing, nothing. I'm looking at this little... You just lost us. He left us, and he started emailing people. That's no, not how Joey Diaz is. He ate a candy. I don't know if anybody noticed this. Yeah. You heard some chewing he while the shit. show was going on? That was on. a half a piece. About an hour ago, he ate a candy, and it's clearly kicked in. No, it hasn't kicked in. You are you no, have disassociated from this conversation. This motherfucker won't kick until later on. You know what I mean, though. So um, this weekend is Philly? Next weekend. Next weekend is Philly. Who are you working with? Solo, you know? and the weekend after that, I'm with my man Dom Herrera up at the Ice House. Yeah, see? I saw that. You guys are co-headliner yeah, co weekend. That's the weirdest oh, that's fucking beautiful. thing in the world. That's man. a great idea. Yeah, that's that's, that's what a great world. fucking show. I hope I go to yeah, that's a great show. Tuesday, do the podcast with him. It's always good to see Dom to Dom's learn good, how man. to be a fucking comic again. You know, you work yeah. with Dom, you're like that motherfucker does it all. You yeah, know, he's a real monologist. That's a different type of savage there. Well, you know what? All the time I've known Dom Herrera, he's never faltered. Like he's always loved being a comic, and that's uh, you know someone was talking about it. Like, I think it was Bill Burr was saying he really loves the fact that like Dom has been in it. You know, he was in it. He was like a veteran when we all started, and yet he still has like a lot of love for it. Some guys they fade off, they get older, and they're just not funny anymore. Dom hasn't lost a step. He's no, hilarious. He no, he hasn't. He's fucking hilarious, man. I, I watched him do stand-up like before he did that. You know, he does the talk por portion of it. Right, right. His yeah, stand-up yeah. is stand still... I wonder if he's on tonight. I was down there last. I did a spot down there last night. And then on the way up, I had to follow Paul Rodriguez at the Laugh Factory. How was that? The Laugh, there was 30 people. Wow. But it was okay. You know, I did great. Why was there only 30 people? Monday night. Huh. And then fucking, I went up to the haha, -ha and I seen Damon for a little while in front of twelve people. I watched Damon Wayans; he's making a comeback. He's gonna go on tour. Twelve people. Twelve people. I'm he always that. liked doing that, though. He loved it. He was Damon always is so at old school. Remember? Yeah, he'd show up at twelve thirty at night with yeah. Keenan or somebody, and uh, yeah, he's always. Uh, and he'll, you know, what I love about Damon? I used to love watching Damon work shit out. Because he'll, like, really work something out. Like, he'll have an idea on stage that's just, like, a couple of words or a couple of, uh, not a couple of words, but a couple of concepts, you know. And he'll, like, take them and just run with them. And because he's got to make all these people laugh, like, the pressure of that will lead him, because he's a great writer, leads him to the best lines all the time. I used to watch him work shit out on stage. Like, he would write right, but he would also work shit out on stage. Whereas, like, Mooney did a lot of writing. Like, Mooney would come in there, and, like, something would happen. Like, you remember when that uh, airplane crashed in Florida and uh, crashed in the swamp? And Mooney did a bit about old black ladies still clutching their purse. You remember that? <laughs> they pull them out of the crocodile, and they're still clutching their purse. Like, he had that, like, written, like, within a couple of days of, of the, the, the plane crash. And it was a written bit, you know? He did, it, so he would, like capitalize, it would always have a lot of new shit, but it would be like a written bit. Whereas you could see Damon was like working it out while he was up there. He would have an idea and he would just flush it out while he was up there. And so when it would hit him, like the punchline would hit him, he would start cracking up. Like legit, not like that fake cracking up shit that bad comedians do. It's gross, right? When you see people fake laughing, and you know, bitch, you laugh the exact same way every night when you tell that joke. That's a fake laugh. A fake laugh. You know that fake laugh? Ugh, it's gross. But Damon would, like, every now and then he'd, like, really make himself laugh. <laughs> and, you know, I watched him do those late-night sets at the store a bunch of times. You know, it's funny. The other morning I was watching TV. I got up and Bruce Lee's Change the World was on. Eddie Griffin came on. I got to tell you, a big smile came on my face. Yeah. Before I walked in here, Brian and I were talking about the comedy store. He's telling me how the crew that hangs out there and how it's changed and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's enthusiastic about it. 
what Brian doesn't understand is I already went to fucking college there. Do you know what I'm saying? We did our fucking time. It's not even about you or Carlos' name. I don't give a fuck. For me, I did my fucking time. I did my eight years yeah. of spots and Sundays and following dice when you got, when you got, you know, you know what it's like to have two other sets and you go to do your set and fucking dice is going up. As you pull up, you're like, oh, this is going to be great and awesome. They're like, dice is going up. Like right now, as I was mm. talking to you, I could still see us sitting by the back and Mooney, how he would walk up to the checkup box. I'm here, give him the light. You know, and how yeah. you would, just all those little things. That was my college. Yeah. That was my college, bro. You don't go back to high school. You don't go back to college. You feel like a fucking moron. And that's what it was. The comedy store for me was law school. Mm-hmm. It was six fucking years of hard fucking work, of snorting blow, <laughs> of fucking eating pills, eating pussy, avoiding <laughs> women, you know, lying to bitches, you know, trying to get a manager, trying to go up there and fucking mm-hmm. get a couple drinks and a rock of coke. It was an adventure. You know, he was saying that Robert and Bavai were in there. I remember the night I was so <laughs> Is he still up. there? He's oh, still yeah. there. Last night was amazing. I remember the night we were going to light him on fire. <laughs> they, were gonna, they had him locked in the bathroom. People throwing paper towels and they were on fire. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is... That's fucked up, You man. know, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's just... I still remember Corey Cuomo calling me and going, did you threaten him? And going, Corey, I'm in Miami. I've been here for three weeks. <laughs> That's how fucking crazy he is, okay? That's how fucking crazy Robert Epifaya is. Uh, like, I avoided him after that. Where he accused me of doing something, and I was out of town. The best is him and uh, Don Barris. They still feud? That's so crazy. <laughs> it's the greatest. That's been going on for decades. And the Chinese guy. What, what's the yeah. dude? Don't, don't you do this to Robert Epifaya? No, no. He oh, does that. Yeah. I say indicate right. Nazis. Nazis, That's right. a, that's that a finger, people. the he's, Hitler mustache finger. You know, Don I was did. on stage last night, and he's, he just runs in. Room, there was like maybe like 30, 40 people in the room, and just goes, Nazi! He's a Nazi on stage! And so like Robert all the William managers, Apple, yeah, so all the managers have to like get Robert out of there using lasers and paper towels. And right, stuff. but Robert is still like an institution. In the institution? He's an institution. Like he's a part of the store. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And he still goes up every night. I, I say hi to him every night. I'm nice to him. I never do anything. I'm I'm always the nice guy. But every, all the other guys always, you know, fucking throw menus at him. Me and, and him have always been cool. Yeah. I've always been really yeah, nice too. to that guy. Me too. Oh, yeah. I, I never had a beef with him until he accused me of threatening him when I was out of town. I never known the stand up. I was sitting on the stairs. He's I, crazy. I was sitting on the stairs and I thought we were throwing paper towels and lighting them on fire. And he's in there like, oh, what's the smell? It's fucking fire. fire. Run out of there, you fuck. Well, it was really dangerous with him because you remember, especially in the winter, he would insulate himself with plastic bags. Yeah, he still does that, I think. He uh, had these plastic bags that we stuff inside of his clothes to keep him warm because he would walk home and he would be in downtown. So he'd walk to downtown. Like, when he would leave the comedy store, he would walk, like, five miles. That was no joke. Like, he, that, he did that all the time. He, he still does that, and he goes to the grocery store after every show, every night. He does the, gets the exact same thing, like a banana and, like, a mm. sa- sandwich. And Don Barris does the exact same thing. He follows him to the, and just oh, videotapes no. him. <laughs> that's so fucked up, man. What, you know, that's one of those things that, the, the store had was those long running gags. Yeah. Like, do you remember when oh, Brian Callen still does it with Don Barris? Every time Brian Callen and Don Barris sees each other, he pretends that Brian, <laughs> Brian pretends that Don Barris is forcing him to suck his cock, and so he fights it off for a while, and they like put on a show, and then finally like, Brian Callen will put his lips right on Barris's cock and be like, whoa, whoa, and 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 Barris would be humping his face. It's so fucking, and they go for it. It's so uncomfortable to watch. 
This is a, a new. Who is that? This is Robert from two nights ago, and there's a girl on stage with no clothes on. Yeah, she never wears like underwear. She always brags about fucking Ron Jeremy. Hey, or like should that. you tell us on stage? Oh yeah, or on the yeah, it's totally fine. Okay, but uh, she uh, she she's been like just going on stage and like showing her vagina to him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And she <laughs> shows it to Robert. <laughs> yeah, and it's getting him real nervous. By and the then, way, how durable is that jacket and, and pants? <laughs> I know. The jacket and pants is 100 years old. This motherfucker's been wearing that same jacket and pants every day for a long time. Those are some strong threads. Yeah. I think he might have a few of them, though. So this girl, um, she goes on stage all the time? Yeah, he, like all the girls. This is from last night. You know, there's Mary Jane and uh, Eleanor and stuff like that. And Eleanor is there? Oh, yeah. She's there every night. <clears throat> is she really? Yeah. And But but it's cool because all <clears throat> these girls uh, are on like the Ding Dong show and stuff like that, but... It's, it's a fun time. Eleanor is there. very funny, man. She's a very funny stand-up now. It's interesting. We always kind of knew she was a funny person <clears throat> when she was uh, working at the store. Are these all stand-ups, these girls? Yeah. Uh, that's a schizophrenic surfer. He's got schizo- mm. he's schizophrenic, and he I, I used to do open mics with him in uh, in West Hall, or in a Ha Ha Cafe. Why are you talking about the boy when I'm asking about the girls? How oh. dare you? <laughs> there's all these uh, girls in their underwear, and he's like, yeah, that guy surfs. Yeah, there's Mary Jane. There's Don's <clears throat> girlfriend. So these girls are all uh, stand-up comedians? So is there like a community down there of girl stand-ups? Oh, yeah. And what's cool that's is cool. that me and Tony Hinchcliffe's uh, podcast have a... Uh, two girls stand-ups that started on the show and they've never done stand-up comedy before and every week we give them give them one minute and they like that's awesome yeah yeah stand-up comedy it needs more chicks it's not enough funny chicks in this world and uh when things are going bad like they are now mm-hmm. that's when more funny ones will arise there's more funny crazy bitches that are working Jerry some Lewis office job somewhere bitches, didn't he? Jerry Lewis did? Yeah. Oh, he says did he? Con- Again, he went off a month ago. What did he do? Dirty bitches. They he doesn't funny. think women are funny, right? Not at all. I can't stand them talking to me. I don't think they're funny. I laugh. There's plenty of funny women. That's a silly thing to say. There's funny people. If someone's funny, they're funny. You, the idea that you would say that they're not funny because they're a chick. Tell me Morgan Murphy's not funny. That bitch is hilarious. W- She's hilarious. Sarah Silverman's not funny. Sarah Silverman is fucking hilarious. This girl right here. This is Katie Menzel. The girl's up. Uh, uh, whose mom was married to Hugh Hefner uh, right oh. here. Uh, this girl right here, though, her name is uh, Jessica Shores, and she has a music video that she just put out like a month ago that already has like 1.2 million hits. And just if you, her dancing around with you, her? Yeah, if you look at it, though, you'll <clears> laugh <throat> her ass off. Why would I laugh my ass off? <laughs> see a no, of, I no. don't. <laughs> okay, it's No, perfect. I won't laugh my ass it's off. I can't te- believe you're still talking about it. Y- you, would, you would in a... Uh, Laugh about it way. Yeah, no thanks. Laugh been there. I've been there. I've done that. Stop trying to make me sad. <laughs> do you never get a hankling to go back there when you drive by? You ever wish you could just pull in and do no, a set? No, not at all. No? You should. You still, uh, you doing the improv? Have you been there lately? No. Just got a text from Rita. I got to text her back. The improv is, uh, I that bar freaks me out. Oh, the Persian bar in the Glendale? The new bar. I'm like, what? what is this recessed lighting with the fucking lamps built into the wall and shit? I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm so glad you, you said that. Because yeah. I, I, like, I was like, you need a corner that you can like, suck a pussy <laughs> in. There's no, there, there's no hidden corners here. It doesn't feel like a comedy club at all. It's white booths. Like, where are we? Are we in Miami, 1998? It feels like a hotel room or a hotel bar. Yeah, it feels like a road gig. Yeah. It feels like a gig you would do if you're in western Massachusetts where they had, like, the bar. The club still is great once you get inside. The actual setup is pretty fucking perfect. 
you know, and the way they have it now with the bar over there, it does have less noise because people have to leave and go down that hall and then take a right and then take a left. So it's probably like quieter for them that way. It just seems weird. I guess that that annex though wasn't making any money, you know. Oh, so they got rid of the annex. The annex doesn't exist anymore. Well, they they're also that's where the bar is. They're now. also renting out the the front part of it to a, a hamburger place. So, what kind of hamburger is going to be? Uh, that umami. It's actually oh umami burger. Wait, I don't know if I'm. I've had those before. Yeah. But, but the weirdest thing, yeah, the weirdest, right. the weirdest thing is, is that the murals. If you ever been to the Hollywood Improv, they used to have like these big like drawings or paintings. They painted over like, them. Yeah, and there's this new mural that all the there's people. A new one? Yeah, and it's huge, and it's just a bunch of comics, and you sit there and you're trying to figure out who's who. Everyone does not look like who they are. It looks really like who. You have a picture of it? Huh? I, the only picture I have is there's only one microphone on this mural, like, and there's only one person standing in front of the microphone, and this is like a simulation theory, but that one thing is a fucking dolphin for some reason for no reason at all a dolphin in front of the microphone yeah so Hmm. and and then you could kind of see a couple of the comics here like i can't tell i know who that is just by the puppets that's the only photo of it that's the only photo i have i can find see if i can find so that's like only a partial of the yeah uh, part of the mural but why a dolphin (laughs) uh, it's weird that with dolphin sunglasses too yeah i don't know man there's no there's no lie rhyme or reason there's no logic to why they would take down those other paintings those paintings were old as fuck that was like oh. a part of history oh i think here yeah i think here's the uh here's the here's a news story about it the new mural oh god there's a story in the news and hi this everybody guy. i'm Ew. jim castillo How do dare you guess improv comedy club in west hollywood comics for conservation it's happening right now we'll see look at that mural about next there's the dolphin. The <laughs> yeah, just fast. It's an incredible mural over the past couple of days here. Uh, let's take look. Look at it. You can't. Who are the you, you, Robin you, Williams? You'll you'll sit here and look at it, and you won't even. Be, you can't even figure out half. half it's just a terrible comics. piece of artwork. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to say it's terrible. But Shut up. Say it. His style does not look like the people at all. Like like if you look at Jeff Ross, it looks like Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross is on the special wall? needs or something. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's, that is weird. They had the unknown comic with the paper bag over his head. Yeah. Thank God. And so so now the the entrance it's over here where the What the fuck kind of mural is that? Yeah, and there's so many like there was somebody there that I forget who it was that you George can, Carlin's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, some of the people look really obvious. Jay Leno's pretty obvious. But let's see if I can Get it. I don't want to make fun of it, but it's just a, shut it off. Let's let's be nice. Yeah, okay. But Doesn't that's what matter. that's what the comics are saying. It's kind of weird going over there now because people are like, "What's up with this bar?" And then what's up with this crazy mural? Somebody <laughs> fucked up. Somebody got crazy and they forgot that things are nice when they stay the same. Yep. They Absolutely. forgot. At the end of the day, who gives a fuck hey. about a fucking mural? You know that's what, what, what I'm saying, dog. I, I come all over here up here fucking talk to about talk about a fucking mural. mural. Like a fucking improv. Jesus Christ, Joe Diaz. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck about some fucking ugly ass mirror with them? That's what I'm improv. saying. That's what I'm saying, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What else is like going on? a motherfucker? What movies you see lately? Anything good? I saw Despicables. Uh, Despicable Me too. Movie it was a good movie. Those movies always they're better That's than a real a, fucking movies. It's All a, those kid movies. It's a good. Fucking movie. It I'm was a fucking. A good I watch movie. cartoons now. Fuck television. Fuck all that Family Guy. I'm watching SpongeBob. That's the shit. Yeah. Motherfucker lives in a pineapple. It's true. Under the sea. It's true. 
Was it good because of the 3D, or you just did you? No. Like that? Did you like the first one? It was great. The first one's not bad either. They're no, good the movies. I love all that shit. They're yeah, like, it's like it. it's a. I mean, obviously, I went for my kids, but it's a legitimately good movie. But that's where they put their fucking screen. That's where they put their creativity and the kids shit. Yeah. And the adult shit. You sit there. My friend said he went to see the end of the world last night, and this guy's a white dude that's very geeky, and he went to see the Kevin Hart thing. He said the end of the world. He had to walk out of. Really? And the Kevin Hart thing was okay. It was just too big to do stand-up at the garden, he felt like. It was just too big to tape there. He goes, at the end, he watched the credits, and he goes, there was 30 fucking cameramen. You know what I'm saying? There was right. 30 cameramen. So it just didn't feel intimate enough? It didn't feel intimate enough. Which yeah. I, When you're doing those fucking places, you don't, you, feel, you don't feel intimate enough. Yeah. You know, there's a certain level, like 1,800 or something after that. It's yeah. all downhill after that. For a guy that rants, it's downhill. Yeah. For a guy who's very slow, like when we've seen a guy in Jersey, a slow pace, that's great. But a guy who steps on his own lines, mm-hmm. it, and it's, I just don't like it. it was just, You're absolutely right. That I is the like issue. It. When people like are it. laughing, you can't hear what they're saying. I don't like 1800 or above. Yeah. You know what? It's nice money. Yeah, we have a good time. But I don't feel good when I walk off the set. I don't feel like I did nothing. Yeah. I'm just struggling to talk slow. My patois off. My timing's off. Yeah. You know, I like that. That's why I'm, I don't know where I want to shoot a special. I like to shoot it at somewhere where it's fucking small. I don't want to do theaters. I don't want people to come see me in a fucking Atlanta theater. Atlanta Punchline. I honestly, Atlanta Punchline is a great That's idea. One of my faves. That's a great idea. I f- honestly think 300 is the threshold for things getting different. 270. Yeah. 270. 270 is nice. 350 gets a little kinky. Gets a little once kinky, they, right? Once they put, even, <laughs> even Cobbs is tremendous. It's big, though. It's too big. Cobbs is tremendous. And then when you have the little thing on top, that's a little fucked up, too. Yeah. You're it's on top right. and in the back, You're too. Right. It goes way back and above. There's, you works. don't feel much of a connection comedy with those people. It's a perfect place to take It's the, the perfect place. American Comedy Co. Because the com- that's not bad either. The but there's a lot of pillars in that spot. Ca- but I don't want to shoot in California. Yeah. That's the problem. We do shit here. Yeah. We want to go somewhere to fucking right. light up a state like a yeah. like Grand Funk Railroad. We're an American band. We'll come into your town. We're we'll help you party band. down. We're an American fucking band. Are you town. kidding me? We'll help you party that's down. a jam, dog. Listen to that. We'll help you party down. That's it. We'll bring Chibos, Reefer, Papers. Yeah. No, that's it. So I want to yeah. go somewhere. When you do a set in L.A., it's fun. Yeah. It's great. But they can see us anytime. That's you know what I'm true. Saying? They can, I, I, if I was Louis C.K., yeah, I'd do the Orpheum and jump up and down. If I was fucking, <laughs> you know, a Kevin Hart, I'd do fucking whatever, stand up live downtown, whatever. That's. But I'm not. Right. And I'm never going to, I don't want to do that kind of stand up. I'd rather mm-hmm. keep it smaller. That's why I do good. When I got yeah. a rant and shit in a big theater, I lose it. Well, it's also it's a matter of how much money do you really need? Because if you start getting into the, the eight and 10,000 seats, it's one thing if you're doing it because the demand is really high and you don't want anybody to not be able to go because, you know, the shows will be all sold out. But you can make a lot of money just doing clubs. I mean, how much money does a comic need to exist in this life? You know, if you're if you're living like a normal person, you can do clubs. You can make plenty of money. You know, if but the show will be more like you. Like I, I can go see you in a hundred seats, and you can be screaming and yelling at the top of your lungs and ran. I'll know every word that comes out of your mouth. There'd be no questions. What did he say? I couldn't hear. Right. There'd be none of that. None of that. But when you get into those like two and three thousand seat places, there are moments, and I noticed that when we watched that guy in Jersey, there was a moment, there was a few moments where I didn't know what he had said. 
because he was like ranting as they were laughing, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Like, Very interesting. It gets really now, I'll confusing. I'll tell you what: the dynamics were great for a twenty-four hundred seat theater. The dynamics of Chicago. Oh yeah, were tremendous. I ranted yeah. there, and it came up perfectly. Yeah, but that's a very few and far between. That that place is magical. Immaculate. The, the magical. The, I would also consider shooting a special if it wasn't so big in the place we did in Pittsburgh. That was a great place too. Cedar. That was the Carnegie Library oh, Hall. Oh my God! That was the that was ceiling. Amazing. That was yeah. amazing. It used to be an old library. Yeah, it was no library. There's so many places. If I could find a good old fucking joint like four, yeah. six hundred seats in Houston, you should just do it at Helium, man. I want to do a do brick. it at either Helium, Portland, do it in Portland. They'll go mm. fucking crazy. Wall. I want to do a brick fucking wall. Mm-hmm. I want a brick wall. Right, only a brick wall. Brick wall. What does Portland have? Giggles. Um, we can uh, put this up. We can not giggles. I'm saying giggles. giggles. Helium. Giggles is uh, the comedy club that I used to do uh, in Boston. In huh? Boston, yeah. And Giggles is also in Seattle, the place that was run by the Vietnam vet. That I would take a draw from him on Thursday, and by Saturday he'd forget. <laughs> he was a Vietnam. Then I call him Monday and ask him who was there next week, and he'd go, "When was the last time you worked the club?" Oh, that's hilarious. And I go, Three Idiot. years ago. I see you Friday. He had he forgot he that bad everything. Oh my! Once God. I learned, I would get the waitresses on Saturday night. I go, come here, find out who's the feature act next week. I call him Monday nine oh one. Hey, right. what's up, buddy? Joe Diaz, who's featuring this week? When was the last time you were at my club? Ooh, a year ago. <laughs> and you had to be fucking spotless clean, right? But he wouldn't show up till to see the headliner, and there was a curtain on the stage, and you could right. see his Jaguar pull up. Oh, that's so hilarious. As soon as the Jaguar pulled up, I did my clean stuff. As soon as he went in, he'd only come in for one minute, and I just bombed for two minutes. He'd only come in, look at the back, and then he'd go in. One minute. This is hysterical. This is how much, this is how who bots this guy was. I forget the guy's name. He's a track coach in Seattle. Very good guy. Was on HBO. He's just a college track coach. He doesn't travel as much. He was headlining, and he's a great comic and a great monologist. He's completely clean. This motherfucker gets off stage, and the owner of the club goes up to me and goes, let me tell you something. I went in there three minutes ago, and you were being dirty. Don't ever do that in my club. And he's like, me? <laughs> and, and finally comes up to me and goes, I was just about to rat you out, but I remember he's a Vietnam vet, and he got hit with a missile or something. That's his right. <laughs> and then he sold it. He sold the club to a Mormon. <laughs> And then the a Mormon, Mormon and then that's the Mor- right. And the, yes! We talked about yes! the Mormon and on Giggles. an interview, yes! and the Mormon got mad at yes! us, and then he offered me a week up there. Yes, the Mor- now it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. yeah, he got mad because he had sent somebody home or said someone couldn't work there or something. James so Zimmerman or Stanhope. Stanhope. Wow, one of those guys. One of those someone, guys. someone had problems with him, and so I was. I just wanted to put the word out. So he's, ah, I can't work. Wise in, guys in, yeah. in Mormonville. He was, a, he was in Wise Guys in Salt Lake. He left, and he bought Giggles. Ah, uh, so I never <clears> did that club. That was, I think I'd heard about it, but it was like, you got to be, you have to be clean. Yeah, yeah, but then he let clean. Bobby Slayton work there. That was what he, he did. He called up. He goes, no, 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 I don't uh, allow clean. But Bobby Slayton worked there and he was saying something like, this is not my cup of tea. You know, like he, he said it like and he was when he was bringing up the show or something like that. This is not my type of show. I just want to say that. Like he like introduced the show that way and someone was offended. It was either Schimmel or it was Bobby Col- Bobby Slayton, one of those guys. Fucking game. I don't remember so it though. Went Thursday night was uh the capital of, of was it Washington. That, that was a Seattle gig? And Friday and Saturday were giggles in, in the U district. Do you know what's fucking fantastic? Paul or live. 
in Bellevue. Have you done that place yet? I, bro, listen, Ivan Salaveri called me today. Number one, you got to call Ivan. Okay. Because when you go to the UFC, there's a guy up there that made you a, a tank for you to go under with a bong under the fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy made you with a fucking video projector that you see shit, something. Mm, Ivan nice called me 10 times. With a bong. That's number one. Number two, okay. Ivan called me today to tell me that he's got a cop buddy and the cop buddy looked into my warrant. They're crazy. Like, they're fucking crazy. They're trying to get the it's warrant not, It's resolved. an extradition warrant. They won't hunt me down anywhere. But if I get caught in Seattle, they're going to arrest me. And they're going to yeah. keep me in there because it's an expired warrant. He was telling me, Ivan, the whole story tonight. I go, Ivan, do me a favor. Get me a fucking attorney. And let's just do this. Pick me an attorney. Because I don't know no Seattle right. attorneys. Right. Get a fucking attorney. I'll send them a retainer. Right. Let's get this warrant over with. I'm not going to turn myself in. Though. Right. So That's what do they say? Happen. I don't know. I'm, he's going to call me back tomorrow. I'm going to write a check and send it. And let's you know how it. many letters I get? Like, please get Uncle Joey to come with you to yeah, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please. I got to go up there. So I'm going to fucking do this and get this over with. I'm going to send Ivan, the, the, the attorney, the money. I think the guy's name is Savage. And we're the doctor's the name, the attorney's the name lawyer's is Savage. name is Savage. Yeah, something Savage. That's, oh, my God. And that's we're hilarious. Fucking go up there and get it out, and then I could probably go up there with you next month. I'm there July 26th but if they, with Tom um, Segura. Uh... Where am I in July? No, that's next, that's two weeks. I yeah, it's two weeks. I'm uh, I'm there. And you're gonna get to see Jill Himitsu in Seattle and shit. That's right. <laughs> My girl, Jill's awesome. She is awesome, isn't she? The man? She's um, a darling, darling. The Moore Theater. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing me and Segura. Seattle's a fucking badass that's a town. Place, bro. We had a good time up there when I was looking for Bigfoot too. No, that's, a, that's a good little. We're town up there up squatching. There. That's a place I disrespected, but not really. Why'd you disrespect <laughs> it? I, just, I, I lived up there with that fucking filthy animal. I was finding aluminum <laughs> floors in her ass. I ended up choking her out. She stabbed me. You know how it was. <laughs> you disrespected Seattle because of that? You know, and that's why. Like, I, bro, right now, I love to get out of here. And I love, you know, bro, there's only one place for me to go, and that's Colorado. Yeah. That's it. But I felt like I disrespected him. Like, I would have to disrespect Colorado, Colorado with my head down. You know when you were a kid? Why? Because I fucked up there, dog. So what? So what? It's a long man. time ago, man. Yeah, You're you a know different what? human now. No, it don't mean nothing. It's a, there's a thing in Colorado. It's Lord's country. That's a God's country, bro. When you're driving in Colorado and you're breathing that air, mm -hmm. you're in fucking God's living room. I don't know what the fuck to describe. To me, one of the things about Boulder is just that you're at the base of those mountains. And you, you, see, you leave Boulder, you drive 10 minutes, welcome to the woods. Like, literally. You no, are 10 minutes out of Boulder, you are in the woods. And... The beauty of that place is so it's so stunning that it affects people. It affects people. It's like living around the most insane artwork all the time. I really do believe that. I think that's one of the reasons why the people are so healthy there. I think the view, like it's not just the, the air is clean, which it is, but it's also like the view of those mountains like enriches you. I really believe that. I think there's something to places like that, especially because it's a college town. So there's like intelligent people there. Intelligent, cool people at the base of a mountain, this insane view. Listen, dog, let's buy some land and let's do this. Let's start a farm. Start a fucking colony up there. I want my daughter to be raised there. Why not? I let's do it. You want to go? I want to go. Callan wants to go. Snow. I don't Brian will force him to go. That's pussy shit. Snow ain't going to do nothing for you. <laughs> Brian will import and, chicks. Hurricanes and fucking volcano, all that shit kills you. Brian will box him up in bird cages from the mansion, <laughs> ship him off southwest. I, I want to shoot my. <laughs> You know what, man? That's how I redeem myself by shooting my special in Denver. Why not? Listen, we can do. Prison. We could go back to back. You know, go we, to prison. Go that? say hello to those motherfuckers. No, back to back specials. Like you do one week, I do another the next week. 
You know, we'll do like two weeks in Denver. Ah, we could even film a documentary. Two weeks in Denver. I'll open for you when you do your special. You open well, for me when I, I do mine. Figure a way for you to bring me up on stage somewhere. I'll do it. Fuck yeah, dude. You tell me. I'll do it. I'll be happy shit. to do it. If even if I just come in just to bring you up, I'd be happy now, to let do me it. Ask you this. What's the next legit UFC? You brought me up every special I ever yeah, did, yeah, yeah, except that's... the the I'm gonna be dead someday. That was McGuire. Every single thing Houston. I've done. That was friend. Houston. Every single thing I've done since then, you brought me up. No. Uh, what's the next big UFC fight though? It's Brazil. Brazil, yeah, yeah, that's, um. well, no, there's uh, Seattle, Demetrius Johnson, John Moraga, that's uh, on Fox, you need to come that's back coming to Japan. up soon. Yeah, the UFC's been going to Japan, dude, but they do the FX or Fuel shows there, and I, don't, I haven't been doing those, but I'm doing the first Fox Sports 1, that's a Boston card, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be at the show, but I'm not going to yeah. be at the fight, I'm going to be at the show, though. Yeah, with two shows, sold out. Two shows. Boom, Boom. sun, sockets. You got to get to Alaska, Joe Diaz. The next day, I'm you got to listen to me. This week, this summer, before the time is up, before it gets cold there, go, go to Anchorage, you Alaska. Go? You did comedy. I Anchorage? did. Yeah, I did some fucking Beartooth Lodge or something like that. What was the name of the place I did? Beartooth. I think it was Beartooth. It was Beartooth Theater. It's a theater. They they show movies there, and then they have a comedy show. It was fucking. Now, what's the name of the city? You went to Anchorage. Anchorage. Okay, you didn't go to Choco Charlie's. No. No, I went to this Beartooth Theater, whatever the fuck it is. It was amazing. They they grow they grow they have their own beer there. They they grow their own weed. Powder beer. (laughs) It's it's not powder. It's like they brew their own beer. Stop with the powder. It's amazing. (laughs) Let me make sure I'm saying the name right. Beartooth Lodge. Yeah, it's right. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing, man. It was. uh, It was. It's it's one of those places where as you're up there. Like, you would think before you went there, you'd be like, who the fuck would live in Alaska? Like, my friend Eric, Eric Crisp of Sugar Tree Cues, he used to live in Alaska. He's a cue maker, badass cue maker. Makes pool cues, like the best pool cues. And uh, he was, he at one point in time, he did like, uh, he was working, I think he lived at a base there when he was in the military, or he lived there when he was in the military. And he always talks about going back there. And I go, why the fuck would you go to Alaska, man? Are you crazy? I was thinking about how cold it is and all the stories that I've heard. But then you get there and you're like, I see it. I get it. I've been there. Same thing happened to me. I was. I get it. I get it. It's weird. We go outside at two thirty in the morning. It's blight out. That's crazy. Two thirty in the morning. We 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 did our show. We took pictures after the show. We hung out. I would. Just want to go party all night. Oh yeah, I'm sure people do. And by the way, that myth of no pretty girls there, myth. Okay, the myth of 10 to 1 men, myth. It's really? more than half of the population of Anchorage's girls. And there there's a lot of hot ones and they're like rugged hot. What's the where strip can, club there? They, in they don't they don't bruise up. What's don't the name of the strip club? I don't know. I don't know. We didn't go to any strip club. Did you hear about it? No, we we what we did basically was we fished all day. We were fishing. T- we got uh, we went on uh we rented an outfitter and went for 10 hours at a stretch. So we did two long days. And the first day we did 10 hours. The second day we actually called it quits like a little early so that we could get ready for the show because we were exhausted. No, no, I'm not saying you went to strip clubs, but I'm sure we didn't do anything. Were there, people were saying you got to go to the strip You know, like well, anywhere we go. And their strip club there is huge because women come from all over. Oh, to See, I was the go there. In the 90s uh-huh. and early 2000s that there's a ratio of 10 to 1 men. Right. So if women go up there and they have a season, a fishing season, they'd make fucking. Uh-huh. Twenty fucking thousand a night shaking that ass. Yeah, there's another season in the in right. late July right. when the the silver salmon are running, 
like uh like towards uh towards the end of the month apparently that's another big time when people come up and then there's also people that come up for like the various hunting seasons like moose season starts in september people come up for that but god damn that place is majestic it's majestic you see eagles you just see eagles everywhere we saw five moose we were there for two days we saw five moose and there's just something about the place it just makes you it's just like humble you know it makes you it humbles you because it's just it's when you're flying over, you look down, your yeah, jaw just drops yeah, because it goes on forever. And then forever, you see nothing. You just see mountains and trees and mountains and trees and mountains and trees and mountains and trees. And then, okay, we're starting our descent into Aspen or into Anchorage, and you slowly start scooting into Anchorage. And by you get there, when you get there, you're like, these people are gangster as fuck. Like, you think about how far they're living from the real world. Like, they're up there on some weird little patch of land that they've decided to clear out some trees and start some fires. And there's f- fucking half a million of them up there. There's like 300,000 people living in there. And there's only like, I think the whole state only has like double that or something like that. I think there's only like 600,000 people in the whole state. But Anchorage has got like 300,000 people. You could live there, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's four hours away before we even start the party. Yeah. That's fucking it's 10 yeah, hours you get to, to Seattle and too. fucking Alaska. You get to Seattle from Alaska in two. That's great. What am I going to eat salmon the rest of my fucking <laughs> life? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? I got to get to other places. If you could live anywhere outside of L.A. Now, I know now that you have your little daughter, you, I'm sure you're probably thinking, I don't want her growing up in, in California. That's one of the things that I thought of immediately when my first daughter was born. San Diego is so beautiful. It's too close to Mexico, son. If you could go to another state, which one would it be? Colorado. It would be Colorado? Why not? Hmm. Yeah, I can't figure it. What out. What about Seattle? Would I you do that if you could get no, back? Man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. How come? I'm fucking living in Seattle from September to fucking December. Too you crazy. Go up there. Too you dark. Go up there. Too I love crazy. these people. I like come on, Seattle's so cool. Yeah, Seattle's cool. Go up there in September and wait till you see two fucking weeks of nonstop fucking rain and the gutters and you can't go nowhere and all you want to do is wake up, look around. You know when you wake up here, you go to pee and the sun creeps through your fucking windows. What do you do when you wake up for two weeks and it's fucking gray? And then it's gray in November, and it gets a little sunny for three days. Then it's rainy again for three weeks. Like Relax, Ohio. people. Relax, Relax people. Everybody like wants to You're in no something. danger. Everybody wants to be a Ranch fucking authority. You're in no danger. go there for two days, and all of a sudden we got the place packed down. Lived there for six fucking months. Seattle's great, and the people are great, and it's great to do comedy there. It wasn't for fucking me. That long stretch from September to December with rain, or be that there. Fuck you. There's more to life than fucking waking up to fucking rain, my friend. It's like living in Buffalo, New York. Oh, put the fuck, what do you, what is that called? The, the protractor where you go, put the protractor to Buffalo and put the protractor to fucking Seattle. It's in the same missile. The same missile could take out Buffalo and then shoot and take out fucking Seattle. <laughs> they got the same suicide fucking rates. You know, you go to fucking Buffalo, dog. It's a tough live. I love it. it. Is. I love it, but it's a tough live. I think it's hard to fuck Everybody around California. Everybody goes to Seattle Joe. in July and go, yeah, it's nice. Seattle's gorgeous in the summer. That's the only problem with California is there's too many people. Yeah, That's but you go to problem. Santa Barbara, you don't think that. If you go to Maybe. Like, you might be right. That know, might be the move. Outskirts. Santa Barbara might be the move. Someone needs to do a helium in Santa Barbara. Do you know how badass that yeah. would be? That theater that we did was perfect. We don't need no heliums in Santa Barbara. Right. That theater we did for 600 seats We're doing Santa it Barbara again. Was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. When that do you want to do it gorgeous. again? Say the word. December. December? Middle of the week before Christmas. <sighs> I love it. I love it. That's because the, we still got to do a, a We're doing thing. Vegas. We can't do 29th. We'll do Vegas the t- December 27th. We, we can't do We uh, But we still got to do an end of the world somewhere. Really? Let's, yeah. The we still got to do an they end of the world. They offered us the Wilbur Theater again. Do it. You want to do that? In Boston? 
No, here. But we have to Wilchin, do the, rather. We have to do Wilbur. Wilchin We're the doing day. the Wilbur. We have to do the Wilchin the day before Christmas. That's the end of the world of the, of the 23rd. Yeah? Yeah, because... Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to go out on Christmas Eve, man. No, no, no. Two days before Christmas. Really? Last or December twentieth. People are shopping and shit. December twentieth. But last time we did it December twenty first. Right. So what's Wilton the difference? Show. December twenty first. Yeah. You should do it Halloween. All okay. right. What should we call it if we we don't call it? We should bring Stanhope and Honey Honey again. Everybody. Same show. Everybody. What should we call it? It's not the end of the world, though. The end of the world, part two. The beginning of the new world. Beginning of the new world. <laughs> Riders of the Purple Sage. We should do it in Denver. I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. If you want, world. we should do a let's move to Denver, bitch. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do a let's move to Denver, bitch show. Uh, how about a Boulder show? Do let's let's move to Boulder, bitch. Let's do it. I think let's I should, should do a, definitely a, a monthly uh, show in Vegas. Like every month you guys should do. Um, I don't know about that, man. I, I enjoy going in every few months and rocking it. I'll tell you the joint. That's my new favorite place. The joint at the Hard Rock. First of all, everybody works there. It was cool as fuck. Cool as fuck. It's so it was dynamite. It really so was dynamite. dynamite. Great vibe, and that that crowd could have been better. Joey Diaz. It was amazing. We had so much fun. Amazing. And the so people much afterward, fun. Afterward, that was like they weren't stoners. We just hung out at the bar. We didn't go out to smoke one time. I didn't go out to smoke at all. I was fucking stoned on that edible. I was just talking. We ate the goomies. <laughs> we ate the goomies the on the plane. Bears. On the plane, uh, fucked up at nine thirty. Yeah, by four, I was fucked up in that hotel room. I had three goomies before I went on goomies. stage. Goomy bears. <laughs> yeah, Ivan Salivar, and and I would love to go to Seattle on a regular basis. I wish so I could get you in and all that shit, but I can't risk going to fucking jail for something that happened eighteen fucking years ago. That nobody, nothing bad happened. Nothing. Yeah, that seems a bit I didn't silly. go to fucking, uh, I didn't go to uh, anger management. The judge threw me out of the fucking state for two years. Really? Sammy, the judge told me I gotta go. That's how it was. Yeah, the judge. And that was me, it. You gotta go, dog. You gotta go, dog. You gotta go, Joe. Go, Joe. You gotta go. What are you doing next weekend, Joe? Are you are you out of town? Yes. Yeah, I got family shit going on. Um, I don't have a gig booked till the uh, a gig booked out of town at least until Seattle. But I got some other shit cooking. I'm trying to finish up this TV show too, which and it's it's. It's it's more difficult than I thought it was going to be. It's more difficult time-wise than I thought it was going to be, and it's more difficult as far as, like, getting it right. It's a lot of work. You know, we're putting together kind of a crazy show, but Ari's in it, and Duncan's in it, too. And there's a lot of uh, interviews that they're doing when I'm not there. Like I said, Duncan to interview some scientists, and Ari goes and interviews some other scientists and all these other crazy people involved in all these different disciplines. So it's kind of interesting, and it's... Uh, we we're only hoping it comes out right. It's it's a big experiment right now. I can now. see Ari in with a scientist. So do you like gummy bears? <laughs> no, Ari's very intelligent, man. He's very good at uh, at, at interviewing people and talking to kidding. people. We had him talk to some uh, some crazy religious guy when we went to the Global Future 2045 conference in New York. What a bunch of fucking intelligent super freaks that place was filled with. It was so fascinating. All these people with robots that looked just like them, and there were people with bionic hands, and like the the, the cutting edge of life extension science. And we had Ari interviewing some religious guy. It was really weird. There was these religious guys, and they were all like telling people that you know, not to not to concentrate on on technology and not to be persuaded by technology. But the beauty of a rose cannot be defined by science. Who should know why a seed becomes a flower and that flower becomes a beautiful part of your, you know, like it was like this weird resistance sort of, you know, and like this weird trying to incorporate their religion into the idea of the future. 
you're like, listen, bitch, you're getting left behind. You're getting left behind. You're dressed like a wizard, and you're getting left behind. No matter what you do, you got crazy beads around your neck, and you think they're important, and you're fucked. Okay? Because you, your style of living, you can't rock it. You can't be reading 6,000-year-old books <laughs> and, saying, and saying they had it right. They were on to it. These global future 2045 people with microchips in their head, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Joey Diaz, I lost you. We got to get out of here anyway. We do. Hey, can I pimp, pimp a show? Yeah, fuck uh, yeah. Next weekend at Comic Con 2013, uh, we're having a midnight show there, Friday and Saturday night. And it's with me, Sarah Tiana, Mike Black, Yoshi, Benji, and a couple of special guests that I can't say. Excellent club, too. It's a fun spot. Yeah, American Comedy Good, spot, good spot to go and get your freak on. When is the, the Comic Con? Uh, next weekend, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, midnight shows. So the 20th and 21st, okay. Yeah, and if you want to see me and Segura, we're at the Moore Theater in Seattle on July 26th. The Boston uh, Wilbur Theater on August 18th with Joey Diaz and Ari Shafir and me. Suck upon it. Sold out. Both shows. Suck it. July 18th. And then Milwaukee. We're doing, uh, what is that there? We're doing the Paps or something in Milwaukee? Paps. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, August 30th. And that's you and me. Great beer. You and me. Um, oh, and yeah. you know. And then fucking, I'm, I'm ready, doing Philadelphia the 18th to the 20th, and then the following week I'm with my main man Dom Herrera, Dead Squatter. Yeah, well, Brian and I actually 26, 26. talked about this yesterday. We eventually got to put together like a real serious Death Squad page with all the different guys where you could click on the link. Like you'd have the picture of you next to a picture of Duncan next to a picture of everybody who's in there. You could one-stop shop, go there, our buddy, press a button, our buddy and you Jill know how to. Uh, perfect. She, she has a calendar with all her shows on it right here. Beautiful. Jill does this. Jill Powerful Jill. She's awesome. All right. Um, thank you to everybody tuning into the podcast. Thanks to Squarespace.com. Go to Squarespace.com forward slash Joe to sign up and use the code word Joe and the number seven to get your... See, I made a website, hey, Joey. I'm doing a fucking commercial, dude. To get 10% off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Stamps.com. If you go to Stamps.com... Use the code JRE to save yourself some cash. And what was the other one? Uh, LegalZoom. LegalZoom. Ah, yes. LegalZoom. Uh, LegalZoom, which is the latest of our <clears throat> the latest of our podcast sponsors. If you go to LegalZoom.com and use the code Rogan, um, you can save yourself some money. LegalZoom is... Uh, Not a... Yeah, I'm trying to read the exact thing you're supposed to read. LegalZoom is not a law firm. They provide self-help services at your specific direction. And if you're really nice, they rub your balls while you masturbate. No, I made that part up. Listen, that's not true. Okay. This is a comedy podcast, you fuck. LegalZoom. Go go there. Get your freak on. Um, Onnit.com is our last sponsor, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code name Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. We will most likely be here tomorrow. I just have to figure out uh, what time... Um, I can uh, get off of work. I'm trying real hard to get these podcasts out again. Joe Diaz, you can catch him in the church of what's happening now. How many days a week are you doing that now? Two. 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 One, Monday is 6 a.m. 
Wednesdays in the afternoon. I can't wake up early no more. I got too much shit. Going. Monday, 6 a.m. Do you understand that? We're fucking around you, stream, cocksucker. He's not even playing games. 6 a.m. And he does it on the regular. All right. Um, thank you, everybody. Thanks, uh, everybody who came out to Vegas. Thanks, Stay everybody who comes out to all these shows. You guys are the shit. We love the fuck out of you. And we'll see you soon. Big kiss. Mwah, 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 mwah.